taking just a brief moment to tell you about Anchor, which is the platform that I am using to record my podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. And who doesn't want free? There are also certain tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your iPhone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So please just download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started and have fun doing it. Welcome to Life Struggles, a podcast to educate, laugh, and sometimes cry at our own life struggles and maybe even yours. In each episode, we will pick a life struggling topic that we have experienced and studied on our subject. At the end, we would appreciate any questions and we'll answer your questions on our next episode. Please leave us a review. And if you love us, we would appreciate if you share us. Mayoclinic.com. Okay. Go ahead, Carol. Okay. Um, he, um, I, I um, did not know that what a narcissist was. Um, as I had told Christy before, um, when I was seeing my counselor a couple of years ago, um, I saw her from the Antioch group and, uh, she informed me that I was married to a narcissist. I told her, I thought he was just an asshole <laughs> and, uh, and, um, but the, the, everything that, um, what that was described for the symptoms is what he, he just, he, he, uh, was showing. Um, I was even today, even though I live in Florida, um, and we checked randomly, just mainly about the kids. He, um, if he's done something to upset one of the kids, um, or uh, did something that was not um, that either upset the kids or upset a parent or upset a friend, or if he did something, what he thought was bad and he's trying to be sorry or something, he'll try to make up for it. And, but he, but to do that, he has to get like, um, like, like a pat on the back or something. Like he'll send me texts, you know, he didn't go to work because he played hooky or something, or he went out drinking and he got my, you know, one of the kids upset because he didn't come home or, or he, you know, he borrowed money or something, but, um, but he would come back and he would do projects around a house and he would send me a list of everything he did. He'd take pictures of what he, um, did, you know, and then if well, I didn't, if I, I didn't like so acknowledge it, if I didn't acknowledge it, he would be, well, what's your problem? You know? And then all of a sudden it's like, if I didn't acknowledge it, it just got into be a big thing. You know, so you had to acknowledge what he did. Otherwise, it just it just kept growing and into something that was just, you know, it, it, it was it was ridiculous. Um, the other thing is the sense of entitlement. He thinks that everybody owes him everything um, I, that that everybody should lend him money or everybody should let him get away with things um, uh, or let him have his way. Um, he's it, I, he's manipulative as well. Um, and uh, the disorder now too. 
What's that? I said that's a disorder now too, apparently. Yeah, I know. We have weeks on that now, didn't we? <laughs> There's got to be a name for everything now. <laughs> There's got to be a pill for me. <laughs> I, I, it's like move to Florida and it all goes away. <laughs> there you go. Um, oh, uh, it's minute. I'll tell you what, it's minimized though, and that's what you got to do. You got to minimize that narcissistic behavior from people that are that are close to you. If you can't eliminate it, I mean, we're connected with our adult children, and you know, with my kids, you know, out of the three, there's always one that's not one talking to one of us for a while. So to keep communication open, we do that. But you know, it's one of the it's it's like the entitlement thing. Yeah, he thinks he's owed things. He thinks, um, you know, when when he when I left um, after a couple of months, he told my daughter, it's like, hey, you know, uh, we we be having no money problems. If your mom hadn't left, we'd be sitting pretty good with money. It was all about the money. And he, it wasn't about, he missed me or he loved me. It was, it was what I could do for him. It was, Oh, and the house is never clean. You know, she did a lot of cleaning, you know, and, um, he, he doesn't think he has to do that. The only thing he ever thought he had to do is he's like, I brought home a check, you know, and, and that was enough. And then he kept most of it, but, um, Oh my God, you wouldn't believe what I just found. But, Manipulation personality disorder. Oh, no. <laughs> Manipulation. <laughs> we don't have enough time in the day. <laughs> no, listen. listen, this is this is interesting because it, it coincides. While most people engage in manipulation from time to time, and we did discuss that. Yes. A chronic pattern of manipulation can indicate an underlying mental health concern. Manipulation is particularly common with the personality diagnosis, such as narcissistic personality. Well, there you go. See, I, I knew it went together because I know I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. Oh, and that's the thing. I don't know if the narcissist thinks that the other person is crazy, but they like to make them think they're crazy. You know, it's like it's not their fault. And, and you know, and I can't tell him anything. And I like I told you, when you have an a discussion with him between this level of one to 10, his attitude and his, his, um, is like a five. He's agitated at a five already. And then if it's nothing he wants to hear, he goes right to a 10. And, um, I don't know if narcissists drink or if they're more prone to alcoholism, I don't want to say that, but, um, if they have more of addictive behavior, if that's something there, no, I, I thought that, no, no. He's just got a lot going on, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, my husband is a narcissist, so I can, and I, he does not do drugs and he does not drink alcohol. Oh, so that's, wow. So that's like the, op that they're like opposite, but they're still narcissists. Well, but we read what narcissist is. Narcissistic? Narcissist. <laughs> Narcissistic. <laughs> they're, they're narcissists. I, I can't say that word. Personality disorder doesn't say anything about drugs or alcohol. Do you, yeah, it doesn't, does it? So that's like two different things. Right, totally. I would imagine right. combining them, if they did do that other stuff, I think you'd get into more. And I do want to ask you about that because I'm going to share mine too. 
Uh, he, well, well, you know that he, he my, my um, ex went to rehab for 30 days voluntarily. And when he came out, all he kept telling everybody was anything that, um, that upset him, like, oh, the house or the, or the animals at the house or the kids or his job or me. I, I was a trigger. I couldn't talk to him because I would trigger and he would go back to drinking. And it was like giving him a, a, a doctor's note to excuse all of his behavior. He it was like a narcissist with a doctor's note going, okay, that's my, you know, you're going to hurt my recovery with a trigger. He had the word recovery and trigger. I was so sick of those two words being texted to me every other day. It's like, you know, I, I, I just, that was, that's difficult. That's still difficult. And he's like, put like, if he doesn't, um, keep with his recovery, if he doesn't stay sober, it's going to be everybody else's fault, not his, which is that, Am I right? Is but that's part a sign of, of a narcissist? Is this narcissist or is that like an addict? An addict. That's an addict talking. God, I'm glad I moved to Florida. He's just so messed up. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, you know what's interesting? Since they had to name this as a disorder, um, it says that the condition can't be cured, and the only treatment involves talk therapy. I don't see how that could work for them if they can't. Well, I think I, I just I, it's I think it's ridiculous to name to name that a disorder that is incurable, and then says, "But treatment can help, but it can't be cured, and the only treatment is talk therapy." Because first of all. How many of them are going to talk? Unless you just talk about somebody going to a because they're going, hey, we're having problems in our marriage. Okay. Like if it was a couple or whatever, mom and mom and daughter or dad and son or regardless, but a relationship and they're going in for that. And then you might discover, the counselor might discover that one of them is a narcissist and explain to them what it is so they can work on not being that. But then it, if you read it, it says that it's can either last for years or be lifelong. And then it's incurable. Well, I, and I don't think you can't even get them to talk. And when they do, they really don't, they honestly do not see that they have a problem that they, that they're, that they're wrong. They but, do. I mean, till this day, I, even a conversation with my daughter today, a problem with her dad and I told I told her he doesn't he he will never change she he goes she he can't, does not see that he's wrong he keeps doing the same thing well and and that's my husband too so and I still am not I don't know that it it, it doesn't really say that part of it is a narcissist either but. I gotta ask us. I, I gotta ask us if between the two of us, why, how we did not see this before, before we got married. Because I mean, we came up before. Because what? Well, first of all, didn't have a name before. You know, they got. But they still were behaving this way. But how did we not? Well, why did we? Wasn't mine did not start until after we got married. He was the perfect gentleman. He was the guy that got you gifts all the time. Um, listened to you, to your words, actually, and, and cared about everything. And that was all 
manipulative, which goes with the disorder. But I didn't know that. I didn't know that till just now. But he was manipulative. So that was his way of because I didn't want to date anybody when I when I met him. He actually did my bathroom uh, in the house that I lived. That's what he does for a living. He you know, does granite, marble, all that kind of stuff. And his specialty is bathrooms and kitchens. And he had done my neighbors. And she gave me his card and recommended him for my master bathroom. So that's how I met him. Um, and I knew by the time he was done with the job that that wouldn't be somebody in my future that I wanted to date just by other things that he was doing. And then, and then like three months later, I had him do my laundry room and he was there for like a month and a half on a daily basis, like Monday through Friday. And, you know, I had to go in and out of the house or whatever. So I was there more often and, and he just, he started slowly flirting with me, asking me just questions like in conversation if I went down to do laundry or something and pretty soon I started finding little little not expensive just little gifts here and there without him saying anything or putting his name with it but I knew it had to be him because it was the only person I told whatever he got me about so that that was his charming way without coming out and saying something until and I was this naive because I did I in no way gave him any indication that I was interested or that he was affecting me as far as his charms and so I had ordered so my first husband had passed away and and I had been single for years and was just fine with it I was raising my daughter and uh, I had finally got to the point where I wanted to order new bedroom furniture uh, since my husband was gone and kind of like a fresh thing you know yeah it had been it had been long enough and I, I just felt like I was hanging on for way too long and so I, I decided to get new bedroom furniture so that was delivered and it was it was from the furniture place here in Steger's, which they're excellent. And the guys, you know, offered to place it. I mean, they unboxed it and everything. They offered to place it in the room, but I wasn't quite sure how I wanted it. So I asked them if they would just leave it the way it was because I was strong. I was used to lifting and whatever. Plus, at that time, we had carpet so I could push it. And uh, anyway, long story short, this was like in August. So the hottest month of the year for, for around here anyway. And even though I had the air conditioner on when I was lifting heavy stuff and moving heavy stuff, I started sweating. And I wasn't sure if it was because I didn't have the air on the right temperature or if it was, you know, for me moving stuff or whatever. And so I walked into the bathroom that the guys were working in and I said, do you guys think it's hot in here? And... Steve turned out and looked at me and he said, yes, you are. <laughs> but I didn't catch that because I wasn't expecting it and I wasn't interested. 
I did not catch that. His partner told me like three days later, he's like, you didn't even respond when he, and I'm like, what did he say? And when he told me, I'm like, I thought he was just saying, yeah, I was hot, like sweating hot. <laughs> but so <laughs> that's the stuff that he did. And, and I can tell you, since I've been married to him, in fact, I even went to counseling a year after our marriage because he was a completely different person around. Second of all, um, we did have a child. Um, so I did quit work for like six months until he was old enough to go into a, a daycare. Um, and, but I made sure, like I, I always had my done not that I wouldn't anyway but still when I came home when he came home from work the house was clean dinner was ready the baby was you know had his bath everything I had on my makeup on I looked good well as good as I could <laughs> and would always have a really nice meal you know cooked for him I felt bad I don't know why but I felt bad because it was the first time in my life I never I didn't work and you know, he was carrying on the whole thing. And I don't know why I felt bad. I do now, but I didn't at the time. And he never said, you look nice. He never said the house looks nice, even though I was only sleeping, you know, like whenever my baby went to sleep. So I wasn't getting much sleep, but I still, you know, got everything else done. Plus I did the yard work. Plus I sat and paid all the bills. Plus I ran his business end of his business all the bookkeeping you sound like me I didn't work and I did all that stuff too so I really did work but I wasn't out on a paying job and, and I was an accountant for a big firm in Peoria um, so anyway um, I I started feeling bad that like I don't know I don't know how you were raised but I was raised even with my mom when when she cooked something special well first of all we always when we got up from the table said thank you for cooking dinner and we had to ask to be excused before we left yeah yeah we well remember dinner was at 5 30 when dad came home he had to clean we had to clean our plates and we had to you know one of us had to do the dishes the other one had to you know do other stuff routine. definitely routine but Dad always told us that we should always compliment the chef. And, you know, that, that's what we did. Um, that, that, that to me doesn't mean that, like, every time you cook, that, you know, somebody, you know, your husband's got to say, or, or whoever it is, has to say, oh, that was really good. Um, but when you take the time to make something special that, like, you know they like, I think they should say, this was really good, thank you. I never got that. I never got that I looked nice. Nothing. And I finally said something to him. I'm like, is there something wrong? And he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, okay, so I'm putting on my makeup like I do every day. My hair is done. Like you don't see somebody come when you come home. You don't see a woman who just had a baby that's tired and still has a robe on and hasn't had time to do anything and there's clothes all over and diapers to wash and spit up cloths and 
and no no dinner cooked. I mean, everything is there and you say nothing. And he said, that's because you expected. Wow. And he said, I will never, ever give you anything if you ask for it. It has to be something I want to do. That's cold. Yeah. So I like knew then like, okay, I can't, I can't live with this on my life. You know, when you have a good relationship, you talk about each other's needs and it doesn't have to be in a mean way, argumentative way, accusation. It can, you know, men are from Mars and women are for Venus. And there's a reason that that book was published and it's so good. So I recommend it to everybody if they haven't already read it, but they really don't understand the way we think. And that's why we should talk instead of thinking they know what we mean. Like women know when we talk to each other, we know what we mean, but guys aren't thinking that way. So I was like, okay, I'm going to give this another shot because this is not working for me. And when I tell him what I need, which is what you're supposed to do, and it wasn't in an argument, it would just be, you know. In conversation? Yeah, it would be in conversation. Like a discussion, just normal? Well, he might, he might say, you know, see the look on my face and say, what's wrong with you? And I would say, well, well I got that because I always had a look on my face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, Cause I couldn't because I couldn't believe this shit was happening. I'm like, what? He's like, what? what's your problem? What? Right. But anyway, let me tell you this part first. So so I ended up calling the pastor that married us and asking him if he if he could come to the house because I knew Steve wouldn't go anywhere and talk to us as a couple and I I told him a little bit that was going on and I said maybe he'll tell you something different because he's like that like he's when he's around other people you would think he's the nicest person ever he he's like just like he was with me before he married me Yes, they, they're they're a whole different person. They're like very professional. They're they're charming. Yep. You know, everybody's like, "Oh my God, he's just so, so great." You're so lucky. You're yep. so lucky. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. <laughs> manipulation part, I think. But anyway, so so Pastor Dave came over, and and I didn't surprise my husband with it or anything. I told him that I had called Pastor Dave, and he and Pastor Dave were actually kind of friends and like went fishing and hunting together so um it wasn't like he was um what do i want to say ambushed well Surprised. he definitely wasn't ambushed because i i forewarned Told him, him. I'm uncomfortable with with having him come over to talk to us you know like he like he felt like i was putting him in a position so when 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 dave came in and sat down um, he said, so for a while, I'm going to, you know, talk like professional here, like I'm supposed to be, even though I'm friends with both of you. Um, so he told Steve, you know, Christy called me and, and do you know that? And he said, yes, she told me and yeah, said you're coming over anyway. Um, so what Dave said to me, so 
tell me, Christy, what you're feeling and what Steve can do to make things better. So I told him how I was feeling. And, you know, it's surprising because I, when, once I started saying how I was feeling, I didn't realize how much in that little bit of time that I lost my self-esteem. Um, but I did. And so I went through all that and then I went through with, I, which to me sounded very simple. I said, you know, I would just like once in a while to say thank you for dinner. It was good. Once in a while to say, oh, you look nice tonight. Or show, to show appreciation. Yes. And I said, there's, you know, I've gotten my hair done a couple times, had it colored, had it cut, whatever. He never even mentioned, like he didn't even notice it. Um, I said he has a perfect house, nothing out of place. And I iron his clothes and the whole nine yards. And he never had that done before. And just to say, you know, gee, how about one night if I like put the baby to bed and stuff and you just because you've done so much. Just once in a while, I, I realize that I'm not at a job working all day long now. So I am the one that's taking care of the baby. I don't expect him to do that in a while maybe on a weekend just to be able to sleep or for him to even, yeah. offer. if he would even offer, I could say that's okay, but thank you. But it would make me feel better. Like he gave a shit. And so, did he ever do that? No. And so Dave said, you know, he looked at Steve and he said, you know, those aren't hard things she's asking for. She's not saying, I want to go get my nails done and I want facials and I want expensive clothing. And, you know, she's, she's actually asking for normal things that. And he said, do you understand that? And Steve said, yeah. And he said, so what's the problem? And he said, well, she already knows what the problem is. She's told me that's what she wants and I don't do it that way. So it's got to be my idea. And it wasn't my idea. And pastor, that's cold. <laughs> I know. Pastor said to him, so to me, this is irreconcilable because you're not willing. And Steve said, I'm not willing to do anything different. No. He said, if I decide on my own that she looks extra special, nice, I might tell her. But I already know that she expects me to. So she probably won't get that. Wow. And I just sat there because I didn't know what to do. Like, okay. And and even, even Pastor Dave, I was like, those things are simple. And he, and he just answered, simple or not, like I said, if she expects them, she's asking for it. She's not going to get it. It's got to be my idea. And, and that was like, Dave said, well, then I guess I can't help you guys. How many years were you married when you went to this? One. Wow. How many years you've been married? 21. Wow. Now, do I ever get compliments? Yes. 
not very often. They're very few far in between. He still doesn't ever notice if I get my hair colored, cut, styled, whatever. Doesn't doesn't recognize if I get my nails done. Doesn't recognize my clothes. Oh, mine does. Mine did. And the narcissist came out in him really bad after that. Your turn. Well, what what I'm thinking right now is we know what a narcissist is and everything, but we've both been married many, many years. I mean, I left three years ago, but I'm still technically married due to his argumentative behavior. And I'm not going to waste money on that. And I'm keeping my health insurance. So I'm all good with that. And I'm physically away from him. That was about, about 1500 miles. But the thing is the disservice that these men did to us or a narcissist does to you with future relationships are, um, can be devastating. And I know me floundering out in the world after 30 years of being faithful. And I mean, I did kind of cheat the last six months, but you know what? I was, I was scared to be on a supplemental income. I had cancer. I had him saying, you're not going to have insurance. You're not going to have money. And he, of course, our self-esteem, you know, we've talked about that. You don't have self-esteem. I didn't feel like I was um, worthy. I didn't think I, I would have anybody. Um, to be honest, I haven't had any serious relationships since I left my husband. I am, um, I've kind of floundered and dated and just done some th my thing. And, um, but I do, when I do meet somebody and I do try to, uh, communicate and do just some of the basic relationship things, um, I have, some some issues with that uh the communication i'm cautious i'm i'm non-confrontational i hate confrontation um i i i would rather be alone than have a, a relationship where um that there's that there's a lot of intimacy and because i i'm afraid to get hurt and and there's trust issues and so all of these years that I did that and, and you know it's my my fault for staying for for my situation but um because my my husband had two DUIs and an alcohol problem when you have to do the um custody of the kids and everything like that I was a stay-at-home mom for 17 years I couldn't control anything he did um and I could only handle what I could do and and my kids, I didn't want him. To, my fear was the kids being in the car with him, uh, driving if he was like buzzed or hung over because um, he had gotten in some accidents. He got away with some DUIs before, you know. So I had I mean, he would never, ever hurt his kids. But people do dumb things when they're drinking or and he wouldn't. Yeah, he wouldn't do anything on purpose. But to protect my to my kids because of the alcoholism, which is separate from the narcissism, um, and I I'm 28 years sober, so I'm like, you know, I, I kept my head on me because I'm, that by the way, <laughs> thank you, nine thousand nine thousand eight hundred fifty days today, but anyway, so oh. he he I know right, um, yeah. and it wasn't even hard. It's just like because I I had to do what I had to do. To, to, I wanted to raise my kids. I wanted to be a mom first and foremost. And um, I'm, but, but what's left of me after that, why I came to Florida, um, everybody's probably like, you know, maybe, oh, she's on vacation or she's just being selfish or no, you know, I, 
I, I'm healing. And, and it sounds like, you know, <laughs> I need that so bad. Yeah. It's like, it's, it, I healed for five months. I didn't work for five months. I just went to the beach. I went to the gym and I just worked. I just did me. And it wasn't planned. It's like, I was going to get a job or two or three weeks, but you know what? I just kept needing more and more of something. And I just kept following what my head and my heart wanted to do. And as I did that, um, I, I, I was happy anyway. I was always positive and happy, but I really came into myself here because I found where I feel like I need to be and I feel good here. And I feel like I, I've met some people and that I've learned from, I mean, I've, I try to learn from everybody, every guy I've chatted with every guy I've met or every woman I talk to about relationships and stuff. I try to listen. Um, I try to um, contribute to discussion so I can understand things so I can be a better person. So some, I don't think I'll ever get married again. I, I really don't want that. But every day, if I have somebody that I can cherish, I just take it day by day anymore because, you know, looking down a 30 year marriage, it's like, I could have really wasted a lot of my time after, after that I had to, I had to go and Illinois wasn't far enough um, I had, I mean, I tried Chicago and it was still too <laughs> close. I just felt suffocated. I felt suffocated. And I feel, I feel like 20 year old me. I feel like me. I'm not mom. I'm not wife. I'm not anything, just me. And I think it makes me a better mom and a better um, person because I, 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 I you know, I, I just feel if I'm happy and I'm balanced and then I can be good to people during the day, then I'm doing good, you know, and that's all I want. You know, <laughs> I don't want a lot of stuff or anything like that, but um, because I value relationships and I value people and I would value um, a nice man in my life or two, <laughs> you know, to treat me right. But I don't I, I got to learn how to reciprocate because. I've been so like, I don't want to call it damaged or broken. I don't feel that way. I just feel like I, 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 I wanted to get married. I wanted to have kids and I picked somebody that was an alcoholic and he ended up being a narcissist. I ended up being an enabler according to the counselor and I wasn't doing him any favor staying, you know, get better on himself. And I wish him nothing but to be happy. He's not right now. As a matter of fact, today, he's not having a good day. And he hasn't had any good days. And I feel bad for him because I don't, I wouldn't want to be a narcissist. I certainly don't want to be on the other end of being a narcissist, but I can control that. I can, mm -hmm. I can do me. Mm -hmm. And it sounds, and it's not selfish. It's not, I don't want to say it sounds selfish, but it's not, it is not selfish to do you because if you can't do you, you can't be there for your kids. You can't be there for your um, elderly parents. You can't be there for your friends or your coworkers. Um, everybody's, be, you know, everybody's like, oh, well, I do this, this, and this, and I take care of everybody. You can't take care of everybody for the rest of your life because it will kill you. It, it'll suck the life out of you. So if you're not okay either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, you have to be okay with you in order to help other people. So I'm starting and I'm starting for the first time in my life. I am starting to feel okay. Cause before I was, a, before I got married, 
I was, I was drinking all the time. I was out, I was drunk. And then I was married. I had that narcissist, all that going now for the first time I'm in my fifties. I'm just like, I feel like I'm living now. Okay. So you do realize that you've kind of went against what you said in our other podcast, because you were kind of going through an identity well, I, I am going through, I, but see, I'm working on it. It's a progress. And I've actually probably made progress today is what it is. <laughs> and that's what because I- that's what it's about. It's the struggles and talking to you and going through this. It's helping me find my identity. I'm getting there. I mean, I have di- days of doubts, but I'm having a positive day today. And I'm, ha- I'm having a good day today. Yeah. I mean, I have days where I doubt um, and stuff. And sometimes I wake up and I'm not sure of things. But every day I feel, you know, there's less and less of those days and there's more of uh, the better days. You know what I'm saying? Nobody just wakes up in Florida and goes, hey, everything's perfect. I mean, you know, life is still hitting me through my phone. Life is still hitting me through work. You know, Um, my physical abilities when I uh, of of what I do during the day, sometimes it's just, um, Every day is, is a progress. And today I'm having good progress. Um, something could do a setback for me, you know, and, and I might have self-doubts, but I'm getting less and less self-doubts. And my goal is to have know who I am and I'm getting to know who I am. And that progress comes by talking and um, knowing and acknowledging and not denying what you've gone through. Because I'd hate to think, that, oh, God, I was with a narcissist, just like all the other people, you know, I wanted to be different. I wanted to be special. And, and I, and, and I know. <laughs> okay, so, so we've only got about five minutes left. Um, okay. And you've kind of wrapped up how you're feeling and your, your healing and so on and so forth. And so I just want to tell you that in all these years, I'm surprised you didn't even ask that, like, where am I right now? with that relationship because I'm still married to him but that that day I decided that day with all those hateful things that he was no longer part of my life I could cohabit with him but I would never, ever have any respect for him, nor would I have any desire to be with him in any other way. And I was angry for a really long time. But I was also in counseling. And counseling I, is important. I and think counseling I, is good. I don't think that I could have gotten through it if I hadn't been through counseling. And in the counseling, I learned that I didn't cause any of that and that it was his problem. He was the one that had the problems and that I was a beautiful person and, and all those things. And those were things that I had to learn all over again that I let him take away from me. And it was probably about a year of counseling but the end of it I felt total freedom and my life then consisted of making sure that my son got the things that he needed and was grounded and I was helping my daughter 
And I have three very good friends around here that I take trips with every year. And, you know, I mean, we all work, so it's not like we can do stuff all the time, but we do stuff, but we always make sure that we do our trips. So, and I still even went on family vacations with him. Um, but, you know, my, I, don't, I don't know why my son never questioned why we didn't sleep in the same bed. I know now, but at the time I, I didn't, but now he told me that like none of his friends' parents sleep together. It's like people don't do that anymore. They have breathing issues, snoring issues, you know, different times. Oh, I'm sorry. Sex is a deal breaker. That's exactly why I left. That was the last straw. If I don't have that, I'm gone. <laughs> he was the same. He We slept in the same bed only because our house was small. But I actually slept in the recliner the last six months in the living room. I'd rather sleep in a recliner than sleep with him. Yeah, well, we had the spare bedroom. So, I mean, he it just became he had a bedroom and I had one. So, but I I, I guess a lot of people would be going, what the fuck are you still doing with him? Um, yeah, really. What the fuck are you still doing with him? <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, I believe in having a plan and being prepared. Um, I would like to be able to just take my clothes and go. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I would love to be able to do that, but I've got a business. I, I can't help my makeup and my makeup is that I'm logical. And so I do the logical thing. So I have been planning and waiting all these years. And in the meantime, I've been healing and, and having a good time. So uh, not other men, male friends, but I was not going to walk out of there being the bad person. But I also wasn't going to walk out of there shoving it in his face because I think what I did that night was enough. And he's never going to forget that. And he knows that I don't believe anything. Now, I'm not going to say I won't believe any man ever again. I, I don't know because I haven't had one. But... I, I watch other men lie all the time, but I watch women lie too. So, you know, I'm not saying just, uh, let me tell you, being out in the dating scene in the last three years, a lot of lying, a lot of cheating. So right. that's why I do. Yeah. That's why I do my own thing. And that's why I'm kind of cautious about stuff. And I guard my heart big time. And I think that's okay. I think we should guard our heart because I mean, I want to give mine away again, maybe someday. But I'm going to guard it. I kind of gave mine away. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Florida. <laughs> it's okay. And I'm going to. When I'm sad, I just go to the beach and everything's good again. <laughs> okay. Well, with that, we have to <laughs> for me to come to Florida. Just, just to visit at first and look around and not to come. You mean like to, to, to plant yourself and stay and live here? I want to look around. I want to look around. And remember, I kind of talked about opening a boutique there. Yep. 
I said, my son's going to be a sophomore in college and next year he'll be going away. So I, that's when all my plans will come together, what I'm doing. Yay. Come down and see me. I'm ready. Okay. (laughs) Happen. Um, And I don't, I don't regret staying in it. I, I can tell you that it's been hard many times because of his behavior towards me, but he does, he's not with anybody else. Well, I don't, I don't have any regrets because I have kids. I have no regrets. I will never have regrets, but, um, I do. I, I just, it's like, I gotta, now I don't, I'm not feeling guilty about taking care of me now. Cause I spent 30 years taking care of him. So I get 30 years with me and I'm going to be dead before that 30 years. So, <laughs> so I got cheated. <laughs> maybe or maybe not. Depends I can't, on, you, you take pretty good care. Uh, of I can't run forever. <laughs> no, but you can uh, 30 years. You're only talking 80 years old. Oh yeah. That's could be, I could be activities director at the, at the assisted living center. I mean, my grandfather was <laughs> until 97. Come on. Uh, I made some of my biggest decisions when I was on a run. I'll tell you that. All of my big decisions. It's like, bing, <laughs> I'm going to do this now. And then it's like, you know, that's how I made my decisions. That's how I keep going. That's how I keep moving. Clarity. When you find some an activity that gives you clarity in your head, whether it's singing or reading or writing or painting or jogging or uh, dancing or just uh, laying around, you you get you get that moment of clarity. You make a decision, and I tell you what, you, you follow your gut, and you can't go wrong. I'm doing good that way. Oh, and, and I definitely agree with you. <laughs> I just like I said, I'm I'm a person of logic, and so I've got to have everything put together. I I wouldn't dare leave my building just empty i'd want to put it up for sale i'd want it you know well yeah you have to make a plan you can't just leave a business i had i didn't have no i didn't have a job i didn't even have a car i had to get i had to i had to get the um uh well i did have a job i did quit my job but i didn't have a job in a car for a while after my surgery but blah 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 it didn't matter i got the i got the job to make the money to get to florida and i got the car and then i got to go but i didn't have a business or anything so you have a little more to do yeah and and i'll do it right you know and i got a house that i'm I'm not gonna give him the house i freaking put fifty thousand dollars of my own money into it you know so he's not gonna just get the house um he's gonna have a rude awakening what he's gonna have I'm not going to be shitty, but it's not, I'm not going to be like, you can just have everything when I put $50,000 of my own money into everything. And I've been the one taking care of the place and remodeling and all that out of my own money every since. Well, I'll tell you what, I told him that he could leave because he kept packing up and leaving, going to his parents' house over the weekends. And I was like, I like, well then go, just go. And then he pretended he was like going to go. And he's like, he, he, for like two years, he said he was going to leave me. He kept doing that. And I hated that, you know? And so finally I'm just like, just go. And he wouldn't go. And I had a friend that said, you need to, you know, just get out. And I did. And I never went back. And he, he says, I abandoned him. 
I abandoned other kids. I, I you can't abandon adult kids that don't even live at home. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me how you do that when they're twenty something. I had an I had an eighteen year old at home. Uh, he was a senior in high school or a junior in high school. But I mean, I took him to school every day. I only lived five minutes away, and we saw each other and everything. But you know, you don't, you can't, I would, I did not abandon them, you know, and he wouldn't leave, but somebody had to go. And I, so I left, you know, I'd rather leave with hardly nothing. Just what fit in my car. I just left. I left my dishes, my knickknacks, my pictures of my kids are still all there. I just left because, yeah. because he wouldn't. And that's it. Yeah. And that's, that's ideal for you. But when I come, it'll, it'll be with, furniture and I'll have to have a place to live and all that kind of stuff or it you know I may just find a place to a business to open a business there bring my business you know all in my car packed up in a truck pulling behind it you know, <laughs> a trailer and come and say okay here I am let's find a place yep it says it's you just it, the important thing is you just you just got to do it so there's no right time, really. You just do it. <laughs> so anyway, well, so I think that in closing, um, both of us have survived a narcissist. I think we're both aware of what they are. Maybe a better understanding, but also knowing that that's not what we want. No. And that that's not what we deserve. And so kudos for us. Definitely. And we both handled it in two totally different ways, but we're in like the same kind of place yep. in, in, in our heads. Yep. And that's a good thing. Yeah. So it, no matter how you get there, as long as you get there, that's the important thing. It is. Okay. Well, with that, you have a good night. And okay. You too. Hey, everybody. Thank you. If it was too long, we apologize for that. Both of us love to talk. <laughs> Just a little bit. And we'll see you the next time. All right. Good night. Thank you. Welcome, our beautiful people. This is Christy with Life Struggles. And tonight we're going to be speaking on LGBTQ and I've added plus. Just in case we haven't covered everything. I want to welcome my guest, Colt. And I just want everybody to know that this is just opinions um, and experiences and not out there for any kind of judgment and all positivity. So, Colt, are you there? Hey. Hey, yep, I'm here. Hi. You sound Hi. great. How Good. are you? I'm well. How are you doing? Um been a long day but i feel good yes i feel that it's been a long week yeah it has yeah it, it has and you know i didn't really get to talk to you before but i'm leaving thursday for florida for five days to do some podcasting oh awesome in um, uh, tampa or where are you going 
it's going to be in Sar- Saratoga. Ah, so um, lovely. actually staying at Lido Beach. So Nice. That'll be fun. Yeah, I hope so. But and busy. Four, four days and four po- podcasts. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much fun, but it's fun doing this too. So Absolutely. Okay, well, let me go ahead. And the first thing I wanted to do was go through what LGBTQ plus means. Um, Colt and I tried to start this earlier and we we're having some technical difficulties. And when I brought it up this time, so I could make sure that I gave you some education online, now I've got some different things. So I want to make sure that everybody knows that that when I read these definitions, that this is not my definitions. Um, And again, no judgment there. And so I'm going to start with the L. So L is for lesbian. And a lesbian is a female homosexual, a female who experiences romantic love or sexual attraction to other females. Pretty blunt. Um, G is for gay it's a term that primarily refers to a homosexual person or the trait of being homosexual gay is often used to describe homosexual males but lesbians may also be referred to as gay bisexual is the B and bisexuality is romantic attraction sexual attraction or sexual behavior towards both males and females or romantic or sexual attraction to people of any sex or gender identity. The latter aspect is sometimes termed termed as pansexuality, which I actually haven't ever heard of. Um, Transgender is an umbrella term for people whose gender identifies differs from what is typically associated with the sex that they are assigned at birth. It is sometimes abbreviated to trans. Transsexual is experience a gender identity inconsistent or not culturally associated with the sex that they were assigned at birth, which I'm assuming just means that they changed their sex sexual parts i believe so from what okay um this is really different than i read before now we have two spirit and this must be the pluses Uh, i'm so glad okay so glad you wrote that up (laughs) okay so um yeah so two spirit is a modern umbrella termed used by some indigenous i don't know how to pronounce that you got it, indigenous. Yeah. Okay. North Americans to describe gender variant individuals in their communities, specifically people within indigenous communities who are seen as having both male and female spirits with them. I don't really like this next word. And thank goodness it's not used a whole lot anymore. This was, I think believe back in the 1980s but the cue they're saying is for queer the first part of queer of the cue mm. 
Yeah. Queer is an umbrella term for sexual and gender minorities that are not heterosexual. Um, queer was originally used against those with same-sex desires, but beginning in the late 1980s. So there I was correct. Yeah. Um, and then the other cue they're saying is for questioning. So that is, then that's what I thought at first when we had the cue in there. It meant the questioning of one's gender, sexual identity, sexual orientation. Yeah. Or all three. It's a process that is a process of ex- exploration by people who may be unsure, still exploring and concerned about applying a social label to themselves mm. for various reasons. So, and then we have intersex. So this, this must be in our pluses. I'm assuming. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know if I want to go through all of them. Um, if you know what some of them, there's a gender, a gender people also called genderless, gender-free, non-gendered, or ungendered people are those who identify as having no gender or being without any gender identity. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about that. Um, pansexual. Pansexuality. Um, is sexual attraction, romantic love, or emotional attraction towards people of any sex or gender identity. Okay. Yeah. Didn't know there was a word for it, but that's cool. Yeah. Um, Bigender is a gender identity where the person moves between feminine and masculine gender identities and behaviors, possibly depending on context. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, hmm. Um, some bi-gender individuals express two distinct female and male personas, feminine and masculine, respectively. Others find that they identify as two genders simultaneously. Hmm. Uh, there's just two more, so I'll go ahead and say them. Um, the other one is gender variant, and that's gender variance or gender nonconformity. It's behavior or gender expression by an individual that does not match masculine and feminine gender norms. Mm. That's kind of confusing. So, A little bit. Do you know anything about that? Not really, but that also kind of poses the question, you know, the difference of sexuality and gender, you know, because I think that that's kind of a like a it's like almost a hodgepodge with all those different and it is kind of get confusing and you kind of get lost in all of it. But yeah, I mean, it does have to have a a title though. And I think it does give people some sort of, uh, you know, I don't know, inner peace when, when you can put a name on it or put it, you know, or, you know, kind of, I don't know. So I, so some people see it, you know, like, Oh my gosh, all those, those letters and, you know, uh, but it, it, the thing is each one of them is important to the whole piece of the whole puzzle, you know? Okay. Okay. So it's, it's people who exhibit gender variance or um, gender con non-conforming maybe. Yeah. But again, it's like gender is your, you're basically, I feel like sexuality is, you know, your interpretation of your, your, your sexual motivation or whatever, but then gender is how you, I think, engage the world in a sense of, feminine masculine you know like that's kind right. of more, so right. it, they do go hand in hand but they're also different i don't know okay well the last one is pan gender oh 
and pangender people. Uh, no, you haven't? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. well, you're going to now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> pangender people are those who feel they identify as all genders. Okay. The term has a great deal of overlap with gender queer because it's uh, all it's all encompassing nature. And that's Present- non-binary. That's a very a common word for that same thing too right now, Christy. And that's honestly actually more how I de- identify now. And a lot of people identify, I think now is is non-binary and gender gender queer for okay. sure. Okay. Okay. I just, you know, I'm not comfortable with that word queer. I, you know, it's interesting you said that because I, I, I got to thinking, you know, you, you saw kind of a, a different, uh, you know, eight, the 80s and, and especially with the AIDS crisis and everything and, and everything that was involved with that. And that term was very much thrown around in a negative way. But now it's actually used, I think, in a sense of positive, which I think is good. But okay, good. I can't well, say the F word, though. And I don't mean the, 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 four letter f word i mean the three letter f word that's the one i hate you know or yeah you know what i'm talking about yeah the f-u-k well no the f-a-g oh okay okay that one i don't i don't know that one what you said f-a-g-g-o-t oh well you can say it yeah (laughs) i I I don't yeah i don't like that word either yeah right but anyway you're right i'm with you on that they have yeah but yeah. But you know, everybody has a right to their opinion. That's right. Um, and so it's whatever. Mm. So anyway, so what I would like to do is to go ahead. Um, first of all, I'd like to um ask you, like at first of all, what do you define yourself as? So I technically define or myself. Or do you? As- I do. I define myself as pansexual um, and gender nonconforming, more non-binary um, as far as, you know, gender. And that's that's me. I, you know, I don't literally carry a sign around my neck saying that. Of course, I, I honestly, of you know, this is really one of the only times I've, I, well, I've talked about it. But yeah, to this depth and this in depth. But um, I, that's what I identify as. And it's taken me a long time to even get there. So I'll say that. <laughs> and so you're saying pangender? Uh, I guess I mean well, pansexual is as far as sexuality because I really do not see um, you know pansexual okay the, the gender in in people I I see the person I see the soul the spirit and I can work with all the parts so <laughs> I love that I love that yeah yeah okay so at what age do you feel like you started noticing that you had attraction towards both males and females. Oh, honey, I'll tell you exactly when it happened. Well, as far as physically, like physiologically speaking, mm-hmm. like, and I have not to be, and again, not to be, uh, you know, TMI here, but like, I remember going through my grandma's JC Penny catalog when I was like probably five or six. Mm-hmm. And I just remember thinking when I went through the men's underwear section, like, huh, like, why do I just want to stay here? <laughs> like, I, I know that sounds, but I, that is literally like one of the very first like male attraction things I remember. And actually, when I read a lot of other stories of, of people's coming out and whatnot, that's actually a very common thing, to be honest with you. Yeah. I've actually, yeah. It <laughs> begins like, with clothes. Yeah, magazines and stuff and seeing that imagery and whatever. And I'm not saying that that was because also I 
you know, I wasn't necessarily a sexual being at that point. I was five or six. So I was, you know, I, I, but, but again, I remember that. And then I, I remember later on in more of my like, you know, you know, puberty teenage years and starting to kind of like get out there and experiment. Then, you know, it's basically, it was like my best buddy, like, you know, you show me my, you show me yours, I'll show you mine sort of thing. (laughs) And that's literally like kind of the first like initial, uh, you know, foundational moments of, what my coming to sexuality was and and is and then i really honestly didn't even have sex with a female until i was like 18 um and that was and i had already had multiple (laughs) encounters with men before that so i was a very early bloomer i guess you could say and uh i yeah i i knew it very early okay so if i'm understanding right your first sexual experience was with a male Yes, when I was okay. about 12 or 13. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. And f- girls are starting to, and have been, I guess, for years. I just didn't know it when I was that age. But 12 is kind of a common age. Yeah, it is. You know, whether it's male or female. Well, and you know, I find in my research a lot of uh, males, it's actually quite common for young adolescent boys to be experimental in with each other and it doesn't translate into homosexuality later in life that's actually a very common healthy like freud thing i think that that you know that there is like a level of like curiosity there with i guess your body or whatever but anyway i've i've read that in research that 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 is found that uh you know it is quite common for most men to have had some sort of homoerotic experience sometime in their life with a close friend in their like prepubescent years or whatever you know so mm-hmm. that's kind of interesting to me um but that's like almost like a developmental thing whereas well and i think that's interesting with girls you're you're you know conditioned so differently in culture as far as your your availability of affection and to be you know you know more softer and more like you know you can do those things without being you know made fun of or ridiculed whereas men you can't so i think men i don't know it's like we we get pushed later on into life to where we have to just figure this out with each other whereas girls can kind of be close with each other much earlier on with each other as in sexuality no 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 in a friend like oh a different way yes well very well but that's the thing I, i i mean like you know bonding bonding in general you know i guess so so what I'm thinking about is, and this is this is from so society, social, you know, you were taught by mm-hmm. social behavior, but two two girls, two teenagers spending the night together sleeping in the same bed means absolutely nothing. Absolutely. But but <laughs> two, yeah, but but people would think with two guys sleeping together Past a at certain the- age though you know what i'm saying like obviously young innocent like five you know that's what right and like, that's what i'm saying like but teenage. they get to where they start making fun of each other and if one of them hears about it and they talk they tell another one and they're calling each other you know they're calling them you know gay or fag or whatever at school and you know that exactly that's exactly how that that it's almost like a double standard kind of <laughs> but you know it's funny and i wonder if well, I know it's a lot better now too, though. But yeah. but my youngest son is nineteen. Mm. He has, you know, like guys to the house, his friends that yeah. you know he runs around with from the basketball team or baseball team or whatever doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but he has them spend the night, and 
we've got in the family room, like an L-shaped couch. And so one of them sleeps on, or two of them sleep on that couch. And then, and then we have a blow up mattress um, that's a queen size and two of them sleep on that. I mean, like they, they choose those over the floor. But they don't, you don't wake up and come down there and they're all on top of each other. Like, no, (laughs) yeah, they're just, yeah, they're, but I mean, they don't, they have comfortability with each other. That's amazing. I love that. Right. I love Um, that. Yeah. And I did ask Ryan about it one time, not that it bothered me or anything. I was just curious if that's the way it is at every house. Hmm. And uh, he said, well, you know, we always end up like they set up like four TVs down there to, um, play I don't know, whatever that game is mm. but against each other and it could be two or three in the morning before they get done and they'd just rather crash right where they're at sure. and, and that's st- the thing isn't it kind of crazy though too if you take yourself outside of the box like why was that ever why is that ever even considered like i i don't know we it's just so with with boys and men it's just so quick we are so quick to jump to that in a sense of defense with our with you know the hetero male like it is just if you know there's just no lower low that you can do to a a heterosexual male than to imply that he might be a homosexual you know what i'm saying but i I wonder i wonder and, and this is just i have no idea yeah but if this didn't all start with like catholic priests that were having Sex with younger boys yeah. in the church, and I just wonder if I, mean, I that think was, it did. I probably, I, I, I wonder sort of role, and I think also it was like that whole. I have actually read up on this a little bit too. It was that whole like nineteen forties, fifties, like leave it to Beaver, very uh, like uh, the family. Which again, I'm very pro family, but it was just it was like this very much um, like lockdown of what and what you should be and and what your family should look like in America, this is what it is. And if it's not this, then you're against the Bible and you're going to hell, you know, like that, you know, Mm -hmm. so intense. And that's, and that I think kind of like hung on for a while, but now it's starting to break away. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Less judgment, more grace and more. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'll tell you what I've seen in the last four years which um, is interesting to me, but a lot of females that in high school, in high school, like their junior, senior years are, uh, they, they, they're in a relationship with a male and they, they break up for whatever reasons and they're hurt and whatever. And they end up (laughs) with a girl. Yeah. And, (laughs) Oh. And well, I'm gonna tell you something though. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can see because I remember when I was in college, um, a a guy that I was kind of sort of dating. You know, they call it so many different things now, but occasionally sure. we would go out. Right, so I guess that's what I call dating. Were you having sexual I, relations, I, Christy, with him? <laughs> Yes. How old were you, by the way, at this point? Uh, 20. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. You're good then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> why is, Sorry. Is there an age? 
No, I don't know what that even meant. Exactly. Yeah. I okay. Well, if you was. really need to know, well, I, I was... thought you were. I thought you said you were younger for some reason, like twelve. So that's why I was like, okay, I should. Oh no! That. What I was saying was that I've understood that that was going on at twelve. Mm. Um, I I okay. So I was um, in the type of home like. I didn't even run around with girls that did that, okay? And I, I'm not mm. putting that down, but... Were there girls that did that back then? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, did that? Did you even hear about well, all that? Well, okay, but I'm hearing it now from, like, some of the girls that went to high school with me, not girls that I ran around with necessarily, but that went to high school with me that I'm now friends with, like, through Facebook, because, you know, we, like, our um, reunions. And so they, you know find you and friend request you and whatever and so they've started talking to me and several of them have told me that oh. that they started at like 13 and 14 wow um okay but so yeah again i'm not making any judgment but sure. um we just the sure. group of girls that i ran around with we didn't really weren't even looking at boys like that or girls okay. like that either way interesting I mean, we're just doing our own thing but <sighs> i don't know what was wrong with me if i was raising the country if it was the water i drank or what but the well water i don't know but it i was just uh i just was uh i, I mean literally i mean on probably at least five to six maybe seven of my friends i had like relations with over the course of high school i mean it was like i I don't know i was just very like sexually eager and motivated and like curious and i just needed to like understand why i was different and what that meant for other people because i'm like they're doing the same thing they're both they're dating girls and we're we're going to dates with girls uh, you know even together with my friends like but then I would go off and this is terrible. Like literally after me and my good friend that I actually had several years of messing around slash encounters relations with, uh, after we would leave our girlfriend's house, we would actually up and then we would like do our thing, which is terrible. I know, but I'm just saying like, that just shows you like, so what are are you saying? Like, so you're with a, a girl, but nothing happened, but maybe you were a little turned on and then you left with the friend, oh, male, male friend. And I then... was way more excited to do what I was about to do with him at the time because of just, it was him and we just had like, we just had this chemistry. And again, we, it was several years that this, you know, went on. And I think it just, it meant something more to me than what that, you know, person did at the time, even though, I don't know. It was, it was not that that was fake or false, you know, and, but, mm-hmm. but I wasn't using it like as a cover up necessarily, even though I don't know, I questioned, cause I always felt forced to make a decision. Like I had to choose like a gay, bi, straight, what, like, cause I remember I first started just telling people I was bi. I remember that. Like that mm-hmm. was, and a lot of people do that. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. that's a safe, like <laughs> kind of a safety, like you're not going full, full, full fledged, but you're like, you know, putting your toes in the water, but. I remember that. And then, you know, it's just like, no, oh, you're with guys an awful lot, but I would still date girls even in college and, and, and even, you know, in Nashville and afterwards. And, and I still do. But the thing is I knew, and especially physically, there was something different when I would connect with a man than I would with a woman. So I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So I want to jump back to this when I was 20 and in college mm-hmm. and, and this guy I was dating, um, Oh yeah. Afterwards, after we went out to dinner, um, we were we were gonna go to the bars, and I was never a drinker, 
although bar- bars were fun to me because there was always music and everybody you know was there from the college it was there was yeah. like that's all our town was was college bars yeah <laughs> um and and so but anyway we we did get downtown first and after we ate dinner you know we tried to walk through a couple of them and just wasn't I don't know if it was a slower night or, you know, maybe a date night. So they, you know, weren't out as much or whatever, but we, so we go back to his house, which he lived um, with his parents. I went, I went out of state to college. So I lived in an apartment. So I went to the university of Nebraska. Oh. Um, And so that was, yeah, well, that's, I was born in Lincoln. So, but it, Anyway, so we went back to his house, and so you know the whole family was there, whatever. And his sister came home, beautiful girl, and she was like a year younger than us, and was just hysterically bawling. Mm. And um, so the guy I was with, her brother, was like really, really, really comforting, mm. um, and I loved it. I loved that about him. But um, I also then went in and talked to her and stuff. And anyway, um, so her boyfriend had broke up with her and she found out that he was seeing somebody else, which sometimes I think it makes it harder if if they just say, you know, I'm not feeling it anymore. You get in an argument or something mm. like that. and You're just not getting along is so different than somebody saying I'm or not even saying anything, just you catch them with somebody else and they've been doing that and they don't even want to be with you. Yeah. Um, and I think that hurts more. It's um, that's that's just my opinion. That's Christy, I'm so sorry because I, I know this is gonna it's gonna be a there's a train coming and I forgot I'm right by this train. I totally forgot. Um can I can I move really quickly? We're gonna be edit, you're gonna be able to edit, edit this right. I didn't just mess this whole thing up, did I? Please tell me I didn't. Well, uh, hopefully I can edit it out. Are you going to hang up? Is that what you're going to do? No, no, no. I just, well, here's the thing. I can hear it coming in the background and I just, I know I, I totally, I totally forgot about that thing being here. Cause again, I'm just, I was just trying to think of like signal Wi-Fi, you know, quiet. And then literally I, I can hear it coming in the background. So I, here's the thing. I can move out to Walmart. I, I could get a good signal out there, but I just wanted you to know. So it, you don't know, like hearing you're like, oh my God. Okay, well, if it gets there, we'll pro- um, I'll probably hang up. Like, if you okay. can hear it coming uh, close. Oh, the things are coming down. Yeah, it's coming, bro. It's coming. All right. Um, so uh, I'll disconnect, and when it gets done, let me know. I'm so – but this is great, though. I'm just – I'm. I, I think it is, so I, I hope that you're enjoying it. I, I'm enjoying it, but all right. No, I am, too. Just I wonder if it's going to be that loud that we even have to stop. Well, we're literally right on the train track, so hi, sorry. Yeah, it's it's. In fact, you're. Oh my God, you're gonna. In fact, like our building shakes. It's so close. You're gonna hear it. In fact, here it comes. Here it comes. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> <Is that>? Yeah. <laughs> Woo! We're pulling the- a train. Choo <laughs> <laughs> well hopefully it's not a long one but you, you want me to just call you back then well i don't know is it a long one well hopefully not i mean and it'll get quieter as the you know the the, 
the caboose or the whatever gets further away. I kind of like it. Right? <laughs> Very, yeah. It's, you should see it. It's a nice, yeah, we're. If it doesn't honk anymore, we're good. Okay. Well, shoot, I hate I said something, although we would have had to have said something because that would <laughs> It's fine. Okay. And I think we can hear our voices over it. So, okay. I think we're good. Um, anyway, so a couple weeks later, again, we went out to dinner and then we ended up going back to his parents' house. And she introduced me to her girlfriend, who was her best friend, who had come over that night a couple weeks before. Only this time they were together as a couple. Mm. And that's probably the first time I had ever seen two females together. Okay. Um, anyway, I, I ended up talking to her like the next day on the phone and just asking her, like, I, I don't understand, mm. you know, blah, blah, blah. And then when she told me that um, that night, when her girlfriend had come over um, and her brother and I had already talked to her and whatever that they, they talked and then like she was crying and her, Mm. her friend just held her and just knew the right things to say and, and do and whatever. And um, it developed from there into a different relationship. And it's not, something that was planned or even thought about before. Okay. So what I was going to tell you then was that's what's in the last four years been going on in the high school around here is these girls or guys are getting, you know, in broken relationships and they're trying other things. Yep. Um, And I think it's maybe it, probably was going on before but it wasn't talked about or put out in public and now that now that it's all out there they feel more comfortable with it being in public mm-hmm. um but they're tr- they're trying it but not necessarily staying with it well is that because of the culture you think just general like because i mean obviously it's opened up to it a lot more now and the generation back like well your son and and even younger that generation is literally their school experience is so different compared to what mine would mine was with this issue you know i mean well that's what i'm saying it's it's like it's because it's all acceptable now with society or the majority of society um i they're trying it mm. um, to see, you know, whatever. And, and yeah. in fact, and obviously I'm not going to name names or anything, Yeah. Um, but some, uh, a friend of mine's daughter that I was really close to that happened to. And of course, mom wasn't happy, um, but it wasn't like she disowned or anything like that. That's good. Um, she wasn't like that, but she mm. was like with her. So the daughter was with another female for about six months. Mm. And then she decided that wasn't for her. And like, now she's engaged. 
Well, and sometimes that makes me even think, is it a rebellion thing for the parent towards the parents in a sense, like just knowing that they would hate it. So I'm trying to get under mom and dad's skin. So let me go date a girl for a while. I, I'm not saying, I mean, that would be pretty insane. Well, but. when I talked to her because she, she was so, so I've known her, the, the daughter since she was a baby and uh, she, you know, like called me aunt. So I was close to her. So when I talked to her about it, um, she, she, I mean, she, she admitted right away that she was, it wasn't anything about her mom or her dad or anything. It was that again, her girlfriend was there to get her through. Yeah. And one thing led to another. And then her, her side of it, I didn't ever talk to the other girl, but her side of it was, I'm, it worked for me that night, but I think I was more afraid of hurting her because it wasn't something that I mm. enjoyed after that. Mm. It, it was like that night, it was what she needed. So I, I kind of felt okay. bad then because it took her so long to tell the other girl that it wasn't for her, but. Well, and Christy, you being, a, you know, a identifying heterosexual woman in a marriage, like, so can I ask you this, like, in that, like, same sense, even in college or throughout, I mean, and obviously, let's be honest, like, we can all admit when another human is attractive, regardless of their, of their gender, like, regardless, and women can do that much easier in public to men, but was there ever a time, like, where you felt, like, even attraction, even a little bit towards a you know someone of the same sex or something or even just even in like a very close intimate friendship way like and again not suggesting that that would make you anything other than what you are but did you ever experience that or feel i didn't i didn't yeah i've i've never um i can see i can understand why gotcha And, and and the reason i can understand why um is because i think um in the same way why I can understand with the male gender is I, I think um, like my, this started out this way. I'm going to change it after a while. Okay. Mm. But females know females. We know mm. how, we know how we feel. Yeah. You know, we understand each other and stuff. Um, so, mm. I, I mean, that's, if you ever read the book, um male males are from mars ah females are from venus if if you ever read that it is so so close to what goes on and it's true like most men that are not bisexual don't understand women Uh, and, and i can tell you that um three of my best friends have been um gay males and i think that's because the the feminine side of them understands me yeah i you know totally and 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 i'm comfortable and i love them to death and that them i would choose to talk to any day about what i was going through with the male and the cool thing about Mm. it is they understand actually both sides of it totally yeah the male perspective yeah yeah the male (laughs) side and the female side in fact i can remember on instagram like on one of my stories i said looking for gay friends (laughs) well 
and it, so it cool. wasn't for podcasting that. it was yeah. it was i missed having that person yeah. that understood both sides of it well on the flip side i hate that that feel i feel like that's been a blocking factor for me having more heterosexual male friends though because they don't see it and because and it, it's always more of a risk than a benefit having a even remotely gay friend and i hate that because women is so different with women you know what i'm saying it, it's completely different and with men it's like a, you know but with lesbians i don't think it would be like that for you you could be friends with the lesbian and feel comfortable oh absolutely yeah you are so i mean it yeah now i did have i <laughs> I have to tell this part. I did have one hit on, well, two hit on me. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. I know you did. <laughs> um, one was a massage therapist. Oh, no. Wait a minute. Was this like a physical come on? Like during? The- well, okay. Sorry, well, was- first, well, first of all, I knew, <laughs> I knew her before I went to her. Okay. Um, my, my husband. Awkward. So my husband went to her. Oh, no. Um. Like before I even met him, he he had been going to her for years. And so when we met and he knew that I loved getting massages, he said, mm-hmm. hey, you need to try this girl. And she was local. Mm-hmm. And anyway, she was really, really good. Mm-hmm. And I'm really good in her pro- profession. And actually, she ended up training me. Oh. Um. But, and she was married and she had kids. And then uh, I'm going to say about five years, maybe after I was going to her, I had heard to, well, because she got a divorce and her husband bought the house behind us. Um, And I saw him out there. I didn't, I didn't even know anything about them getting divorced or anything and all of a sudden I see him (laughs) in this yard behind us and he's mowing the yard and I went over and I'm like oh did you and what her name whether her name is I'm not saying it I'll call her her Tammy yeah um so did you and Tammy get divorced or you guys move or and he's like oh so you didn't know and I'm like no what and he said so she is um he said gay mm. that's a, that's the terminology he used but he said bisexual mm. and that she actually fell in love with this woman and wanted her to move in with them and have like she wanted both of them well as a heterosexual do you feel like it would be easier to be cheated on from like a same-sex person or like i mean cheating is cheating or i don't know if they, they didn't cheat did they or did she cheat she did cheat no, she cheated. Okay, and, so but the, but then she brought her home and introduced him and oh, told God. him that and told him that you know what happened and that she wanted him to accept her and actually have a threesome. And I like, knew it. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say. <laughs> Get out! That is such a man. God bless. And Sorry. No, he didn't ask that. She did. She wanted it. Oh, she just well, she just wanted the the part in the in the in the uh, equation. That's all she wanted. So they well, didn't have she to strap, strap okay. So on. she she loved her husband. <laughs> okay. 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 She did not want the marriage to end. But you and cannot she, share that. I don't care. I, I I do not understand when people think that they can share that. Like, because she just wants to have both. Honey, you gotta have your. Cake. You can't have your cake and eat it too. You got. Well, she it. thought she could. So, and he told well, her how that worked he, out. 
Well, it didn't, obviously. <laughs> I'm sorry. And and that's what he said. You know, he yeah. said, I, I, I mean, he was really hurt. Yeah. Uh, and and so the people that I've talked to that have been cheated on by the opposite sex mm-hmm. actually feel worse, worse than yeah. It's almost confusion. Too, it is. It, like, it is yeah. confusing. It is mm-hmm. confusing. And mm-hmm. so then when she wanted him to be part of this woman that she was so she said i'm in love with both of you and why can't we all be one big happy family you know and he's like well first of all that's somebody that you cheated on me with yeah right you know and and he did bring up you know and we've we've got two kids and i think at the Mm -hmm. time they were like eight and ten oh yeah and he said you know they're they're gonna get you know, made fun of and bullied yeah. and if we're in a throuple with yeah. Right. <laughs> and he said, and I don't think that I can bear you her being in the house and you guys having a sexual relationship when I'm right that here. Would be very awkward. Yeah. 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 So um I think at first it was kind of bitter. But I mean, within a year he married and okay. he's, you know, he's so fine I'm, and whatever. Good. But okay. So, so she had been divorced about two years and I did bring it up to her the next time I saw her, like, cause I went for a massage. I'm like, so um, your ex-husband moved in across the street from us <laughs> and she's like, he is that where he she said i've never been to your house so she didn't know ah and uh i said yeah i said probably in the last two years you probably should have mentioned something to me it was (laughs) it was kind of an awkward situation just seeing him and then i said the wrong thing you know like oh you and you and tammy moved here (laughs) and you know not knowing anything (laughs) yeah yeah um But anyway, so then she's like, yeah, sorry, you know, but it's, it's all good now and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, so um, are you with her still? And she's like, well, she ended up a year later going out on me. And, but then I'm, I'm with somebody else now and blah, blah, blah. And, Mm -hmm. and, And so she's like, you know, as she's massaging me, tells me the whole story. And then all of a sudden I notice her like, (laughs) Uh, get, uh, yeah so oh get, while, while she's doing my legs you know get getting up there and then so then i went yeah and i went tammy oh no I'm, that just i'm like i don't you know oh, i don't I want it to feel, hurt us. i can feel the all oh, the uncomfortableness of this right now i can almost feel it in her tummy wow well that really was because she was a very good massage therapist and but i've been going to her now for years you. like in a, in a very like you can't like that's a very awkward way to come on to someone anyway like when you're in a profession i don't know that just that's a lot of no's to me but hey well from what i understand it happens quite a bit yeah well hey yeah yeah, yeah. And, and i'm sure massage you know can be there's uh, another train coming. Uh, you know, I kid you no not. way there's another train coming i kid you not i am so sorry wow this we should just leave this one in here <laughs> I'm so sorry. I so we we get to pull two trains in one night. Wow, we got two trains, and that was actually within 15 minutes. I don't know what the man. This is that's a... gonna make us like whores. You know that. 
<laughs> well, I'm the one on the train tracks, honey. Yeah, come on. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah but I'm helping you. Let's see if I see one jump off when it goes by. I'll probably see one. Oh, oh it's coming from the other way this time. Let her go through. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, our whole building literally does shake when uh, a train goes by. It's quite interesting. Like That's funny. Yeah. Well, that was the short one. Well, I, I rolled up my windows, so hopefully that'll make it a little better. It's still going by, but oh, yeah. I should have told you. You should have had your windows up anyway. Well, it's but I know. Hot, I, I can't know. leave it. I can't. I, I'll die. I'm not. I'm not a golden retriever. I gotta have air, honey. And you I can't, can't have that. the car running. Nope. So we had to pick or choose one. I gotta breathe. My uh, co-host that I usually have always has to go to her car because she um, lives in a house with. Uh, four bedrooms, but four people living in it. Yeah, you know, one in each bedroom. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes it just gets too loud. Totally. Um, so she goes to her car, and sometimes we have to do it during the day because she works different shifts, and she she's like just sits there with the air conditioner on. But sometimes that's you can well, hear that. And to give you all some some background, the reason why I'm even here is because I ha- I live out in the boonies and there's no signal, especially on Verizon. And I tell you what, we kept on dropping each other earlier, so I had to come in here. But now we didn't realize the train was going to be. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Well, you know what? It just added some space. It sure did. What a you sound know. effect, huh? We yeah. Couldn't have yeah. made that post, so yeah. No, anyway. we couldn't. But anyway, to, so to finish her off, um, I just. I, I mean, I, I didn't feel uncomfortable anymore. I just said, um, Tammy, I, you know, I'm not that way. And yeah. I don't, I, I don't want to lose our friendship, nor you as a massage therapist, because you're really good at yeah. what you do. And yeah. she's like, and, and she was, it was all cool. She was like, okay, I'm sorry. Okay. She said, you know, you're just a bit more weird if she got, if she got defensive, like that would have been even more weird. You know, if she'd gotten weird about it, but no, she didn't. No, she was, she was no, chill. She didn't. She just okay. said, you know, I apologize. You're very attractive. And Aww, okay. Yeah. You so, totally get that. Well, thank you. So, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't take offense to it. You know, yeah. I, it, it, so when anyone comes on to you or, or hits on you or whatever, I mean, that's a little intense, but I'm just saying, I think it should, it should be a compliment unless it's weird yeah. or too much. Yeah, but anyway. And then the and then the only other time was um, five of us girls went out for my fortieth birthday, and it was a bar downtown that I guess there was you know days and oh, regular anyway. Um, mm. I you know again I don't drink. And so, you know, like the table, the girls were all drinking and stuff. And then they were out there dancing. And I don't know if you've ever been around a bunch of people that were drunk when you were sober. Mm. But uh, not fun. It, it's it's not fun. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're all drinking, it's fun. No, yeah. But, but you know, because you, you all you think. babysitting, basically. <laughs> and and, and really... Really, um, I said to them when they said, you know, we want to grab blah, blah. I'm like, you guys just want a driver because, you know, mm-hmm. I don't drink. Mm-hmm. But but I do love to dance. Oh, yeah. 
Um, so, <laughs> so that's fine. But, and that's the reason why I agreed to go. Plus I didn't mind driving them home, but yeah. there was one there's, I don't like hard rock. Yeah. And there was a couple of hard rock songs that came on and these a couple of these girls liked it. And so they were out there dancing. I can't even dance to it. Um, so I'm sitting there. Yeah. It's it is to me. Yeah. But um anyway, I gotta, like so, make the stallion or something like you know, uh, some beat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So I was I was basically sitting at the table by myself watching them, and this woman came up to me and she said, um, can I buy you a drink? Hmm. And I said, Oh, well, thank you, but and I seriously, I did not know that she was coming mm. on, on to me. Okay. I never even thought about it. Um, I just said, you know, no thanks. I don't drink. And she's like, well, do you mind if I sit down? Mm. And I, I, you have to understand, I'm naive at this. I, you know, yep, I, sure. was, I was. I mm-hmm. was. Uh, you know, so anyway, so I'm like, I, I'm a friendly person. I'm like, sure. And she, <laughs> she you know, she introduced herself. She sat down. And I guess that was my mistake. From mm, what I, yeah, maybe. Well, that's what I was told by my <laughs> friends. <laughs> well, what 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 did she do after that? Like, what was her? When did you know? Like, oh gosh, this is like. Well, so different. we're we're sitting there talking, and then my friends come back, you know, from the dance, mm. and then another song came on, and it was slow. And this girl that was sitting at the table with me is like, "Do you want to get up and dance?" Oh. And I'm like, well, that would be hard to dance to. Again, I don't think it's that, you know, she means like slow dance, like holding Uh, each other. Right. I'm totally naive to this. Well. And, but see, I don't, I was also, I'm not a bar goer. So, but my friends do. And so my, my best friend sitting next to me, like kind of nudged me in the side and she's like, um, come here. Uh, you have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I, I'm like, I do. And she's like, yeah, you do. I'm like, okay. So I get up and go to the restroom. And she's like, she, she's coming on to you. Uh-oh, no. And I went, no, she's not. And she said, yes, she is. Uh, we actually know her from here. And she totally is into females. And I'm like, oh, crap. Now what do I do? Like, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Totally. And I've not been in that situation except with somebody I knew well, which I was able to, you know, to say, hey, you know, knock it off. I'm not into that. But but this is a different situation. I feel like most gay people, though, should should have that kind of built in that they they should. And there's going to be the ones that get a defensive or whatever, but like you know you're 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 going outside of your territory there and in a sense of i mean yeah ballsy i respect that go ahead but i'm you have to be ready for the you know the i hate to say it like rejection or whatever but you know i mean that's just part of it because i feel honey i mean there's so many when i'm out and i see i see a straight man and i i know he's straight i like i know he's straight i mean he's got his woman right next to him but i'm just like oh my gosh i just need to think about you for just like one minute right now here and just let me just do that and then i'll be done but i just you know i <laughs> do because again attraction is attraction like i cannot like stop myself from you know looking at a man and be like oh well he's not gay so i can't like and not that i'm gonna do anything about it or say anything to him because you know but i'm just saying 
And also on the flip side of that, can I just say something too? Is that like a PSA almost that there is a very, very, very like hard, hard, uh, that's probably not the right word to say. Sorry. A very big connection between internalized homophobia and actual, you know, closeted homosexuality. And I think that, you know, if you're in a relationship with someone that has very, very intense homophobia that you see come out often, you should be like, you know, not only concerned for the person, but like in a sense of your relationship that that, you know, they might be hiding something that you don't know about. Cause I, I do, I think that there's like, and I'm not saying that it always is, but I just think that that is such a common thing now that when homophobia is shown that it is often tied to actual negative feelings about self because of their own, uh, you know, potential desires. Anyway, sorry. This is kind of, so do you think, um, when you're, Using that word that there's any that we need to explain it or do you think sure, everybody? I does, no, no, it's okay. I just, I mean, do you think yeah. ever, everybody probably knows what you're talking about? Totally, and homophobia is definitely, I mean, still there, and it, you know, it's basically the you know hatred of or what? Well, well, it is hate based, but it's, uh, I guess, the distaste. I don't, is it a hate I'm based not, or is it that they're afraid of it? Okay, there you go. Fear, fear based, okay. fear based. Okay. I kind of like that better. Um, and, but in a sense, so it can come off very hateful, sure. you know, and lot, probably and a defense, even violence, you know, it can, it can, you know, and it, we've seen that many times, but not as much now, obviously, thank God, but, but still like, I just think that if that is a common thing for someone to show that, that, I don't know. Um, but, and also I, and just because I don't want to forget this, when you're talking about that book earlier, I need to let your viewers know of one book that could be a tremendous resource to them that was in my life. If you don't mind, could I, could Oh I no, absolutely not. Um, just... It was a life-changing book for me and I've read it multiple times. And honestly, I, I highly recommend if you're straight and have just gay friends read it because it's called the velvet rage. And um, the subtitle is growing up gay in a straight man's world. And it is just so on the mark in so many ways. And no matter what your journey is, it will bring so much comfort and um, peace and just like just letting you know oh my gosh someone else has been here too someone else understands this in so many ways as far as interacting with your world growing up with your father your mother from you know uh, it just really is a good book so I highly recommend that okay so the velvet rage um, you can get it in audio book you can get it on amazon Um, there you go in just a minute here I'm gonna give them the author is alan Downs. Yep, that's what I thought. Awesome. Thank so, you. You're welcome. Okay. So so this is supposed to be, I mean, we weren't supposed to be really talking about me. I don't uh, more again. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Now that's strike three. I know. <laughs> Gonna kick me off here, guys. Okay. okay, so here, so I wanna know first of all, um what what you've gone through it as far as have you been bullied have you been shunned um do you have bad experiences that's a great question by the way um and in well just you just you don't i'm not going to give you all of them but i will give you a handful of yeah i and the biggest thing i think is getting called 
that F word. And you can see how earlier it, it got to me, you know what I mean? And that, that shows you right there that there's something behind that. Uh, that was a, is a word that was, because I mean, I, here's the thing, regardless of what I was when I was a child, like I showed, I showed um, effeminate qualities that even though at the time I was probably horribly, you know, petrified of because I, I could see what it would, it made me look like. But like, I remember trying to overcompensate like more masculine qualities then. And then it was like, you know, ridiculous. <laughs> So can I interject just yeah. a second? Mm-hmm. So do you have more feminine qualities than you do masculine? You know what? I don't. I think they're about proportionate to each other. But I'll tell you what, Christy, okay. it's, it's amazing that I'm now 34 years old. And I can say, though, confidently that I've embraced more of them, more of the feminine in my life now more than ever than I ever have. And and not that I've embraced the masculine less. It's just me actually acknowledging, okay, and, and I, I think and this is well completely like i, I don't know because the thing is i was always very uncomfortable with that because i grew up in a rural area you know i remember my dad calling me sissy and you know, I, and getting called you know a lot of shit when i was sorry excuse me i didn't mean to say shit no. it's okay it's uh fine. when i when i was growing up but like that the, the the fag word though it was just the way it was said and like the way it made me feel and just very different and like exposed and it's exposed to something that I didn't really even understand because I'm like, I'm not even doing anything like like you're just looking at me and the way I'm acting and you're just calling me that. And I'm like and sometimes I wonder if that didn't actually kind of push. I don't know, like, I, you know, not saying that it's it's a choice by any means, but I'm just saying that, like, if it didn't because I felt like, OK, maybe this is like, you know, like obviously people are seeing it in, like in me and I, I was still not even, you know, the first time my mom walked in on me. Oh, my gosh. Walk, oh, like gosh. she saw uh, gay porn and i'll tell you what i know exactly what was on the screen when she walked in thank god i was not relieving myself at that moment but i was literally probably 13 14 and it was the most awkward uncomfortable situation but do you know what followed after that was my mom bless her heart who i love dearly and is literally a foundation in my life but a very spiritual but yet christian and sometimes very uh religious and still very formatted in that sense of uh you know traditionalism and she bought me books a couple books right after from like focus on the family like uh how to basically like not be gay and do you know what that did to my psyche at like that developmental stage of my life my mom doing that and like I mean, not much less. Reaching and them, yet but... she didn't mean it in a negative way. And she did she at was... all. And let, yep, let's take up for the moms because she did not. Absolutely. And I don't right. want to. Th- yep. I don't want to do that because, again, she, that but was, there that are parents she... that do that. That's but what she I'm didn't saying. Follow up so... with anything. That was my problem, Chrissy. She okay. never, she, you know, we never talked about it. She's like, here's this books. Like, you know, go read them. Be different. I'm like, oh, OK. Like, <laughs> you know, and that that that's. And again, I'm not pointing flaws in her. I'm not saying it because, again, not. But I, I just say that that it that stage of my life that that impacted me a lot i remember she picked me up from uh lunch and we had lunch the day after that happened because she like wanted to talk about it it was so uncomfortable and awkward and i just she was like she didn't understand she didn't know because obviously she just walked in and saw this big old penis on the screen that i was looking at very intently i guess and i you know that as a mom i don't know what you would feel I mean, she would have had to have known because, again, she knew me more than anyone. So she would have had to seen some of those things in me. But maybe she just, you know, denied him. But again, my sister was the one put me in rollers and doing my lipstick when I was two being her little Barbie doll, you know. So, well, sure. So, I mean, there were things that were like, you know, come on, y'all didn't really help me out here. 
no that's not fair really no it's not as as siblings you know depending if you have more you know i i had an even amount of brothers and sisters Mm. um but still the boys got pulled into playing house with us you know Mm. and 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 we also got pulled into their baseball games Mm. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was it was both ways. Well, that goes back to that gender roles we were talking about, and you know how that's changing now. And I'm curious what your thoughts are on it, especially when it comes to babies and newborns and people and couples having babies. How important is it that we put all this stress? I was talking to a girl at work tonight. You know, is about to have a baby, and I was asking her when, if you want to know the the gender, and she's like. I think we do, you know, there's just so much to prepare and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I can't even imagine like, you know, you're getting the room ready and stuff, but why do we do that? Why do we have to coat it blue or pink or, you know, all that depending on like, why, why do we have to go so out of our way to prepare ourselves for this person to make them feel like a, I don't know, like when, when, if we look at it as a blank slate, they're starting off on their own to be just, you know, to discover life. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I, I wonder that if you feel like that, that's something we, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you did that with your son when he came home. You had it all buoyed out. Actually, no. Actually, with my, but then I had him later. So, okay. Um, with my daughter, um, I didn't know what I was going to have till after I had her. Okay. And so, the bedroom was white. Okay. Um, and. And then we had a second shower afterwards. And I, I mean, there are feminine colors and masculine colors. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're interchangeable now. But, there you go. I like that. You know, but then, then that that is, you know, but. But what about the boy that wants to play with the Easy Bake Oven rather than the GI Joe? Like what? Like okay, what so so my so with my youngest one. Um, it was whatever he wanted to do. It did. It, I never ever tried to. You know what? It's not any different than. So my daughter was left-handed, mm. and I I can remember my mom keep saying, "Put that in her right hand," mm. trying to make her be right-handed. Mm. That's crazy. And I'm like, "What's wrong with being left-handed?" Mm. And she said, "Well, it's just going to cause her." difficulties and i'm like but well and actually i found out later that like if if you read up on left-handers they're actually very they're more intelligent absolutely my dad's left-handed yeah yeah Yeah. and and she but she ended up being a like she could use both not he can too yeah like like she played softball and and she she, and she batted with her right hand yeah but um, she was very, very, very intelligent. Um, but anyway, you know, I, I didn't agree with my mom there even, you know, like, what, what does it matter if it's if she's left-handed or right-handed? So, um, yeah, um, Ryan's a really good example because um, the, he, he grew up with the little girl next door who was like six months older than him. And that's the only kids in the neighborhood he had to play with. Mm. And so he played, it was so cute. He's, you know, and he's kind of hard. It's hard with him to, oh, um, 
he's got a very, very sensitive heart, period. Mm. Um, and just loves everybody. He's also mm-hmm. um, was was raised um, as a Christian in a yeah. Christian school and stuff. And I don't know that that, I think he just had a, a, a beautiful, sensitive heart to begin with. Me too, yeah. Okay, but in being in a Christian school, they also taught that too. Not not that you can teach sensitivity, but you know, like mm. not not to bully, not to Absolutely. make fun of that kind of stuff, and to have empathy and compassion for others. And, right. Yeah. So that stuff was also taught in school but when he mm-hmm. but before he even got to school age playing with the, the neighbor girl um she went every single morning after she had her breakfast she'd come over and knock on the door she was so sweet oh. and this was like starting at about two and a half mm. and she'd knock on the door and say can ryan play oh and it was so sweet you know is and, this the and, one that i met at your house that came over that day the neighbor the girl is that her um does she still live by you? No. Oh, because my bad. I'm okay. Never mind. No. Okay. Um, I thought they were still friends, maybe. Well, yeah, they are. Oh, they are. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. But they, but she doesn't live there anymore. Gotcha. My bad. Okay. Okay. So anyway, um, yeah, and he, um, he would play with her, and she always brought her dolls. Mm. You know, she brought her Barbie dolls and her regular dolls and her strollers and, um they played with that and then but he was just all about sports from the time he was little he had he had the little basketball hoop and he had baseball bats and that those were things he chose not Mm. that not that he was and and you know what we didn't even buy toys like he hardly had any toys because he chose his own Mm. and they and it was all bats and balls huh and basketball hoops and that's all he ever did and instead of watching cartoons his kid watched espn wow um so i mean it was but so you know when he'd get tired of playing what she wanted then then he would you know say you know play play basketball with me and she would say no i don't want to (laughs) And if if you don't if you don't play with me, I'm going home. Okay, girl. <laughs> but see, he uh, wasn't like that. So yeah. she and but he would go, please, please don't go home. And she would like go out the door and slam the door, and she would oh. go home. And the poor he would cry. Yeah. And he would say, "Mom, why won't she play with me? But I have to play with what she wants." Mm. And I and I got so tired of him being hurt. Yeah. That I said, you know what? The next time, the next time that she threatens you with she's going to go home if you don't do what she wants, then you say, "Okay, bye." bye. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I said, and that'll goes, teach her. But yeah. he see this sensitive heart. He said, but Dang that'll man. that'll All hurt right. her feelings. But it'll wake her up. She'll be like, and okay. and that's what I said. You mm. got to. So I started out young in life. Is that you? even though I love that you have a sensitive heart and you care about people's feelings, you also have to stand up for yourself. Yeah. You can't let somebody walk all over you. So, um, and and I don't think that was like leaning him towards anything except respect. Right. Um, 
So yeah. So the next time, like he had a really hard doing time doing it. Okay. But he did it, and she went, "I'm not going home. I'll play with you." (laughs) So it worked right away. Um, Yeah. And uh, so so they were fine. And yes, in fact, I just talked to her. Oh gosh, a couple weeks ago. And it's funny because I, I guess he and his girlfriend came into a restaurant that she was working at. Mm-hmm. And he is highly, highly, highly allergic to penis. Yeah, like, I remember that. Like, he, yeah, like, like he swells up right or gets like, it's bad. Like, he, well, yeah. he has like seven seconds to live without oh being God. treated. Um, so, That's anyway, great. as he's gotten older, he's gotten where he thinks he knows place, the, where he can eat and. Mm-hmm. He doesn't ask questions anymore. And I guess when he went, he and his girlfriend went to this restaurant. Um, so the, the next door neighbor that he grew up with um, was working there. She was not waiting on him, but she heard him order. Mm-hmm. And she saw them come in. And so when the order came back, she actually went up to them and said, he is highly allergic to peanuts. You have to make sure that you keep that away from those and then she called me because she was afraid that if she went up to him and his girlfriend that her girl his girlfriend would oh, get upset oh like be jealous yeah, yeah and so like she being, yeah. so, so she called me and she's like i am so mad at ryan when i see him by myself next time i'm gonna tell him he cannot quit oh being careful God. <laughs> oh my gosh and i'm like why didn't you just tell him and she's like well he had a, his girlfriend with him and i didn't know how she would react and i didn't want to cause any problems yeah you know and i i mean that was nice of her but i'm like hopefully he's not right you know like he would be i know that he, it wouldn't bother him he would like right away say you know hey you know to his girlfriend this is you know one of my best friends that i grew up with mm. She's she's more like a sister. That's right. that, that's like that's that that's that's, yeah. that's what he looks at like her as, mm. and and she looks at him as. Well, and it's funny because when they were younger and they were so close, and stayed close, um, me and me and her mom used to say, "Wouldn't it be cool if when they grew up they got married?" <laughs> <laughs> Of course, for y'all, it'd be cool. It'd be perfect. But yeah, but that's never going to happen. They're they're like, they look at each other like a brother and sister. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, get get back to yours. There is one. And I know because here's the thing. I I know we're running out of time and I actually am going to have to get off this parking lot soon. But I do want to really, really talk to you about one subject we talked about earlier, if you don't don't mind, if you don't mind me uh, bringing it up again. And that's the two spirit. Um, Do you mind if I, I just. Well, no, because you never really got to talk about it. Well, I, I, I just, this is the one thing in this entire conversation I really, really wanted to t- touch on because it's been such, such a, uh, a very, um, oh gosh, just life-changing thing for me to discover it because basically I, when I moved back home two years ago from Peoria, I, uh, really got into, uh, going arrowhead hunting with my dad, um, would just you know walk all these creek branches and whatnot and fields and and find them and and it's just an amazing thing to find an artifact that you have no idea who had it who touched it who what they hunted with or whatever and how long it's been there and where it came, you know all that stuff is just amazing so i got really into it and i've always been fascinated with the native american 
culture because we do have that in our blood. Um, I'm Cherokee and Shoshone, but I found out about two spirit from a friend and started to research it. And it became just this like passion thing for me because I'm actually about to get a chest uh, tattoo of, of it um, that I'm working on designing to just give you an idea of how important it is to me, because this is why the native American people, not only on this subject, but on so many other subjects, I think showed us white people or however you want to say it, so many wrongs in our, in our ways. And, and not only is what we did to them, and I'm not trying to get into that, but as far as, you know, just running them off their land, the extermination of the Buffalo, so many things that we did to them. And they've had so many very grounded, traditional earthly principles that they live by. And two spirits is one of them that we basically, uh, again, took away from them the fact that it was wrong and started, you know, I think killing people that were two spirit. But essentially they looked at them as cherished they were rever- like they were revered as like 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 of the gods like that they were not only and you think the difference now as far as like you know you're you're looking at homophobia and like you know back in when hate crimes were even still you know michael matthew shepherd and all that stuff to think of the difference between that and then these people actually seeing them as a gift from the gods that they actually had you know, um, and I'm not saying that it did all because it was not just gay people. It was more so about, you know, if they were more uh, feminine or, you know, basically they didn't have to identify with man or woman. They had both in them. Mm-hmm. And that's what they mm-hmm. you know, viewed them as. And I just thought, like, what a beautiful concept. The fact that they were actually not only accepted, but appreciated and actually looked up upon. And 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 what a start, starch contrast to what I've experienced in my life and not trying to set anything else because i lord knows none of y'all want to hear it anyway but i'll say this as a gay person like that is one thing that i think that i think led me into a very extensive drug addiction that honestly completely ruined my life to an extent now it's coming back a lot and i've, I've done a lot of work on myself but it did take me to some depths that i never honestly thought i would ever be in in my life and i'm saying that in a sense of i think my struggle with my sexuality is one of the biggest contributing factors to why i went and used drugs and what led to you know crystal meth addiction for almost five to seven years um so i'm glad you brought that up yeah um and our time isn't really limited unless yours is um and i don't know if you can drive and talk or whatever on if the you real, got I, something. I'm good. I, I could probably wait about ten more minutes if that's cool. If that's cool. I hope you can cut that out or whatever. But um, is that is that okay with you? Probably about ten or fifteen because I I just I don't have the car out too late and it's a long story. Well, I hope. You okay. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, um, well now I forgot what I was going to say. Sorry, girl. Edit that. What was I going to say? I'll edit it for you if you need it. <laughs> what was I going to say? Uh, it was a good thing about two spirit. We were talking about two spirit. Uh, oh no, drug addiction. The drug is. The- oh yes. So as as I've done my studies with all of this, um, and it's not just with um, gender, but with um, narcissists mm. and all of um, people that are have so many different uh, mental disorders. Yeah. Um, everything, everything's got a disorder name now. Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> manipulation. I just found yeah. out there's manipulation is a disorder. Really? Wow. Yeah, and it also goes along with, um, they've found that most narcissists are yeah. also 
have the manipulation disorder. And I think it's hilarious. Like, so these things were always going on. They just didn't have names. And so Am now, right? ain't that the truth? Oh. Yeah. yeah. And so now, now they've got all these names and, and they can put them together and um, yeah. they're, they're all mental disorders. But I think um, that is the best way for us to like, get ahead of that, you know, as far as not only like, I don't know what that looks like, but yeah. But so when I, when I went into, and I knew I was, going to do wanted to do a podcast on on this is because as I'm going through all all of these different topics this wasn't one that was being talked a lot a lot on podcasts and I know mm-hmm. a lot of people that want to know these things mm-hmm. but so as I'm doing my homework it's like all of these disorders they say have a lot to do with child trauma, mm, childhood trauma. That's right. Um, and and also a lot of these end up leading to drug addiction or that's alcohol. Right. That's right. Because or that's the way that yeah. they're covering. That's right. They're hurt and they're pain. Mm. So it, it was just interesting to me that you brought that up because well, I did want to make sure that we also absolutely. touched base well, on that. I, I think it's important too, because to be honest with you, I will say this in my experience, it is an epidemic. It is a hidden epidemic that this world I I'm afraid of is going to be revealed within the next several years that gay men and crystal meth and what the damage it's doing. Um, it is so rampant right now in a sense of, and it's, it, it, it literally, it, it slays me to get on grinder and to see some of the guys that will actually ask me if I party or not. And the, the most handsome, like put together, man, I'm, it's just, it's rampant right now in the, in the gay community. It is insane. Gay men, the way they're using meth and destroying their bodies with that and GHB and party drugs and just having sex after sex. After sex. I mean, just medicating. So, so it sounds like they've like got an addictive personality period. Totally. But what does that come from? Like we just said, right. These, these, these things that stem from early on in our life that we don't know how to deal with and don't seek the help or whatever to, you know, that they just build and it just builds into a deeper, darker shadow. And that's my thing. Okay. Learning to understand and accept my shadow has been one of the biggest like reliefs of my life. I think recently, especially with my drug addiction is understanding, you know what? I do have this thing that follows me and it could be the devil. It could be, I don't know what it is, but it, it does not want me to succeed and be good in this life. And I need to acknowledge it and that it's there rather than just ignoring it and being in denial that I don't have this part of me that is not good, <laughs> you know? Okay. I know um, that's like another thing in itself, but I, I do want to, like, I think that is, I think that's with narcissism and all that though. I think that comes from that is like learning to accept your shadow and that, that, we all have one. Okay. So do are you comfortable with who you are now? Mm. Or has it gotten better? Mm. Are you is it something you're working on? I mean, what do you you know what I'm saying? Like a lot a lot of a lot of people that I've interviewed, you know, it's been like sex addiction addiction and so on and so forth and a lot of them are going through and it took them years but through counseling just to and not like as a disorder but just to have a non-biased opinion to help them through it well i think Um, i'm sorry go ahead hon well 
some people are afraid of talking to a counselor, you know, that, that, that that's going to be like making them look like they got something wrong with them instead of, you know, and, 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 you know, well, you know me, I'm a life coach, so I don't believe, I mean, I, I think everybody needs one. I do too. I think we all need one of you in our lives. Absolutely. And, and I'm not up to you and to go to bed before, like for real, I wish you were right there my ear. Right. Like it's nothing, it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's somebody non-biased that you can. I think if we lived in a world where that, where that mentality actually existed, where we did not judge others for their their actual feelings, their true emotions and actually how they are feeling. And how often we just say, Oh, I'm good. I'm fine. How are you? I'm fine. Good. Bye. Okay. Uh, Isn't that ridiculous? We all do that. Actually, I'm really fucking shitty. My wife just cheated on me. I have, I just ran out of gas and like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Like all these, like, like who actually stops and says that when, when someone asks you. Yeah. Oh Uh, yeah. I have that conversation with people all the time. Like, um, okay. But you know, I can hear in their voice. Fine. I'm like, really? Yeah. Like, no, you're not. You can because no, like on the phone, I can even tell it. Especially if you're close to that person, you know, if you, if you have a good relationship with that person, you always know like, nope, you're not what's wrong. Yeah. So, so why, why did you just say you're fine? All right. Oh, and not to go, I totally kind of jumped your question, girl. I not to go back to that. As far as if I'm better, I, or, yeah. or in my life, I, I would just like to say I am. However, I think the one thing that still kind of remains in question to me in terms of like my uh, sexuality is, is learning to not put so much pressure on the, uh, the existence of the fact that like I'm 35 and I still am not like coupled like or in a, like a very like long-term relationship or married or anything like that or have kids like most people and the thing is i know that it's different now but like there's that lingering part of me that's like oh my god am i gonna die alone like what if i'm 80 and i have to wipe my own ass who's gonna wipe my ass like my niece she ain't gonna come up you know who's gonna like literally i ain't got no kids like i ain't got no you know like so i think that's one thing that like does like in the back of my mind is just like that basic sense of like being lonely and like like in this life and like not having like that partner and not being able to find it because and I know that's like, a, but I think that's part of being like, being like this is, is sometimes you just, I don't know, like, it's just, it's a little bit more of a challenge, especially living in the area that I am now. Well, date. that's what I was going to say. I don't, you think it would be different if you lived in a different town that Probably. it was very common in? Probably. But then again, I have before and I still didn't really find it. And I think in a sense of I me, mean, I'll go back to, you know it comes down to me meeting someone that I share a lot of interest and common things with, but also differences and to have that bond that I, I, I just think I don't let, I don't know. I think for me, I, I have to learn to let myself let my guard down a little bit with that in a sense of allowing someone to come in. Cause I'm so quick to like, be like, Oh, they're not for me. No, Ugh, no. Like I just find the find the things that are wrong before I find anything that's right. You know? Like, so do you have really high expectations? I do. Okay. Is is there online dating sites for Yes, but y'all know that they're tragic Tinder Bumble. Oh my gosh, Grinder. Don't you start on Grinder. They got it down to the feet now and how close you are to these people. How I mean, like you hook up with someone just by like literally getting on oh 30 feet away you'll work come over. Uh, you're you're down the hall. Cool. I'm in this <laughs> like it's so crazy like it's such a 
now more than anything as far as actually finding true intimacy or like any sort of like you know which i don't even know that i don't know i don't know that i even believe in like the one or even honestly monogamy in that sense i don't know that i even believe in actually like i don't know so i so in that sense i sound very like i'm still but i i am very much finding myself and have found myself in this but there's still like a lot of like evolving i think and that's i think i'm okay with that because i think i want that to be the process of this in my life you know okay so let me let me ask you this since you feel like you are kind of in a hurry here Sorry. um maybe maybe i can help you out here why don't you tell me what it is that you are looking for in a man Mm. oh well um (laughs) since you said your expectations are so high i do and i want to like listen i mean here's the thing and they're not like to be honest with you, and that's what's funny, and I'll tell you what, I probably would have started off with physical attributes. I ain't gonna lie. I'm such that basic ass kind of hoe sometimes. Like I ain't gonna lie. I'd probably say Shame gotta, on you. He's gotta have a strong ass beard. I know that. Shame I, on you. <laughs> I know. And I'm being totally plastic <laughs> and, and fake. But no, I, I for real to me, I think it's I think it's actually empathy. I think that has become one of the most attractive qualities a person can have to me, regardless of r- romantic, intimate, in, intimate friend, whatever. Empathy is just so attractive. To mm-hmm. someone to ha- be able to like go to someone else's point of to be able to walk in their shoes, know what they you know, rather than just I don't know. I think that's an attractive quality. So I don't know. Girl, I'll meet I'll meet my Mister Mrs. Someone something. Maybe they'll have. Oh, by the way, I I well I won't get into that. I'll tell you that off off the record. But um, <laughs> I had I had a recent transsexual experience too, which was a uh, eye opening and and at first for me. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'll get you that scoop on the download. You can't. You can't do that when I'm ending this. So you got to tell me now. Oh my gosh. Well, I I just never experienced that, but it was a really actually fantastic. Um, and now it wasn't just like a one off like hookup. It was actually I we we hung out multiple times, and 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 I still am talking in person. But uh, it was just a really they're female to male, um, so still have female parts, but are going through like you know you know the more to the male so but still like it was like what i loved about it and this is what i think i've always loved about men is because there's something about like the chill like just like you're you're with your bro like you're with your bud like there's just some commonality with that and i i actually think that that's why i liked that about her or him because and i loved the you know the woman parts so i mean it's like wow that actually was a nice package so maybe i just don't even like the, the 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 physical male maybe i just like the uh you know emotional component of the male but i like the physical female <laughs> i don't know but it was a great experience and i loved it i'm glad that i i let my guard down and, and actually like you know went went out with one and you know and and just kind of i don't know because that's something i would have never done in the past i'm like oh no i'm no i'm not gonna date a tranny which is so judgmental and of and almost a homo a homophobic internalized homophobia in me too you know, I'll say that. So anyway, wow, and that's a lot. But we're trying okay. to, yeah. Okay, so I'm so glad we did this. By the way, <laughs> that's 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 great. Um, I I wish we could have more time because I can we'll do part ta- two. tons of questions. We can we can two we, can, we can do part two. <laughs> well, because I didn't really get like all my questions in, and um, oh, and I didn't talk about my dad, so that's a whole other thing. <laughs> right, right. <My dad. laughs> 
Right. So, so I, yeah. I, I think we're going to have to plan a part two. Awesome. Um, so that we can go on from there. Yep. Um, but I did, I did want to at least know that there's something I, I want you to give those out there that are listening to this that we're so much looking for maybe some things to some ideas Mm. or ways to go when they're um, not (laughs) sure of who they are or if they're what they like or being bullied yeah um I don't. I hate to say it. I don't, I don't know if there's as much it, bullying anymore but it as does there get used better. to be. I know that's so so cliche, and it's a Trevor project, but it does get better. I mean, that is literally so true because the fact of the matter is, high school is terrible for for being gay. I mean, that is the worst time. Literally going through the process of school, middle school, high school. Holy cow! But worst uh, time. Do you think it's going to continue to be that I hope way? Not. I think it's dramatically different now. Because yeah. But but again, college completely different after that completely different i mean you will still trust me uh you will you will get snagged throughout life as far as that same kind of stuff but the thing is you i think evolve as a person and grow and you also learn it is not about meeting having someone else there to meet your needs you have to meet your own needs and to understand who you are and like the self-discovery and that's what i think i think i was always so clingy to like oh i gotta find someone i gotta meet mr right or whatever or that you know like, but what am I even doing? I don't even know why I'm trying to meet this person because I don't even know who the hell I am. So get to know yourself. Get to right. know who you are. And what exactly. You are. Yeah. And and I would tell this to male or female, gay, not gay, mm. whatever is. Yes, first you you have to be with okay with whoever you are. That's right. Um, just like I would. I mean, as I feel to myself, like when I was going through cancer, I have to take care of myself first mm-hmm. before I can take care of other people. Yeah. Um, and so this, like you said, the, you said you told me earlier you had to be kind of selfish in a sense, which is very rare for you. So that's probably a different feeling for you to have to almost kind of be selfish. <laughs> very much. Very much. I had. a Well, yeah. If you talk to my family, they'd say she was doing things she shouldn't have been doing, you know. Mm-hmm. But in, you know, it was like I wasn't resting as much. You know, I was determined that I was going to beat something so bad yeah. that like when I should have been resting, I was up doing stuff because I didn't want to get weak. And that's why she's a life coach, y'all. She's just kicking my <laughs> ass all the time. Yes. Yes. Cancer. You know, but I also listened to my body. That's and right. So when it said, okay, you're done, yeah. I was done. You so, know, I'm just like, yeah. okay, you're, you, you got to quit whether you want to or not. Yeah. And so there is a lot of self care. And I think that mm-hmm. goes with anything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in ending with your part, um, number one, I just I just want to give us advice out, and you can tell me if you agree or disagree. Um, but you 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 brought it up as far as getting to know yourself and being comfortable with yourself is is really really important. Um, I do think we need to actually study if maybe we're being too cynical. Maybe we yeah. Have, too high expectations potentially you know um and really is the most important to any of us really should be 
the inside of a person. That's right. You know, well, their heart, my, their personality, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and of course, it's always a bonus if it if they have the looks that you want. Oh, totally. But, you know, the other side of that is that looks change with personality. They sure <laughs> do. And with age and time, they do. You know, they, they absolutely, they do. Have, well, looks Rec- are definitely fading. Yeah. Recently, I saw a movie, and I don't remember the name of it, but um, a movie where this guy, when his, he was 10 years old, his dad was dying, and his mom made him, like, go into the hospital room to say goodbye to him, and his dad, like, opened his eyes when he saw the his son, and he said, son, I just have one thing to say to you before I die. This 10-year-old boy, okay, and this 10-year-old boy was even scared to go into the room. Mm. Did, you know, didn't, didn't want to see his dad dying. And his dad said, make sure that the woman that, that you choose has big boobs mm. and a beautiful long hair. Oh, gosh. And he, like, named all these physical oh, things. Gosh. And then he dies. <laughs> wow. Okay? And so this this kid is growing up only picking beautiful lord like everything that his dad said okay but he's he's not happy in any of them and going through them like crazy i'm sure yeah and yes going through them like crazy and the thing is he was like a nerdy kid and anyway long story short some he got he got hit in the head or something and like he went through this like out of body experience and he was like, like he was, you know, de- he died and was going through the white light and all that, you know. Mm-hmm. And he was given this choice of he could go back, but to help him out, they were going to, he would only see the person from the inside. Mm-hmm. So, and it was really kind of cool because he was like, dating yeah. all these girls that he they looked on the outside absolutely gorgeous to him mm-hmm. um but it was their personality yeah. and and he didn't know till the end that it's they like were that actually top. it was She's nobody there, there was there was heavy girls there were really yeah. ugly girls you know all this but he was he liked their personality um, do you remember what was that movie do you remember that movie though no the, top girl, the fat suit no okay well shoot. no well, it, it's like, but that, anyway, uh, it was really good because he falls in love with the fat. Yeah, but yeah, that's, that's maybe it is that one. What was it called? Oh, I can't remember. Man, it's good. I can't remember the lead actor, too. That, that, that maybe Adam Sandler. I don't know. Didn't, anyway. No, it wasn't Adam. Well, the one I watched wasn't Adam, but it's a good movie. At, the, at the end, didn't he end up going to the fat girl? The fatty, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yes, more yeah. questions for that pushing, anyway. Yes, yes. <laughs> And I should hey, I, I shouldn't even be using that word because I don't like that well, word. Well, I should I should have been meaning because honestly, and the thing is, it's you know that's a beautiful look for a lot of people anyway, having a little extra thickness. I well, like, absolutely. Yeah, you know, but anyway, um, yeah, that's crazy. Okay, all right. Well, um, so we're gonna end it with your advice um, of finding yourself first and mm-hmm. taking care of yourself. And also, can I, one more thing. Of course. I forgot. Um, also, looking at it, and it's for just once, if you've not looked at it any other way, like the whole time, but look at it in the sense of God actually 
maybe, just maybe, made you that way for a reason, and you're actually here like the way you are for a reason instead of being completely an abomination or anything out there that makes your you know plants that seed for something darker to 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 grow in your mind don't let that you know like like look at look at it look at things differently for a change if you if you've only looked at them one way for so long look at things differently if you're stuck or anything um i just know how that can be so that was it okay all right. Well, um, I'm looking forward to talking to you again for part, part two. two. <laughs> yes. I mean, soon. And, and it was really, really nice talking mm-hmm. to you. Thank you, you so too. much. And thanks for all your friends listening. Oh, yeah. Um, and do do share it. I'll let yep. you know when it's Please available. Mm-hmm. Um, I might even need your help editing i don't know we'll see after i listen to it <laughs> well i was hoping there would be another train come through here to end us out but man <laughs> wouldn't that be fun wouldn't well, that be something I, that'd be great I, yeah. I actually have a little tiny effect no, yeah. a choo-choo. it's Put a choo-choo you got to on this one <laughs> okay okay <laughs> i love it Thanks, all right Christy. i love you dog. you're Appreciate welcome you. love you too bye all right bye-bye Welcome, our beautiful people. This is Christy with Life Struggles. And tonight we're going to be speaking on LGBTQ and I've added plus. Just in case we haven't covered everything. I want to welcome my guest, Colt. And I just want everybody to know that this is just opinions um, and experiences and not out there for any kind of judgment and all positivity. So, Colt, are you there? Hey, hey, yep, I'm here. Hi, you sound Hi. great. How Good. are you? I'm well. How are you doing? Um been a long day but i feel good yes i feel that it's been a long week yeah it has yeah it, it has and you know i didn't really get to talk to you before but i'm leaving thursday for florida for five days to do some podcasting oh awesome in um, uh, tampa or where are you going it's gonna be in Sar- saratoga ah, so um lovely. actually staying at Lido beach so nice that'll be fun yeah, I hope so. But and busy. Four, four days and four po- podcasts. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much fun, but it's fun doing this too. So Absolutely. Okay, well, let me go ahead. And the first thing I wanted to do was go through what LGBTQ plus means. Um. Colt and I tried to start this earlier and we we're having some technical difficulties. And when I brought it up this time, so I could make sure that I gave you some education online, now I've got some different things. So I want to make sure that everybody knows that, that when I read these definitions, that this is not my definitions. Um, and... Again, no judgment there. And so I'm going to start with the L. So 
L is for lesbian. And a lesbian is a female homosexual, a female who experiences romantic love or sexual attraction to other females. Pretty blunt. Mm. Um, G is for gay. It's a term that primarily refers to a homosexual person or the trait of being homosexual. Gay is often used to describe homosexual males, but lesbians may also be referred to as gay. Bisexual is the B, and bisexuality is romantic attraction, sexual attraction, or sexual behavior towards both males and females, or romantic or sexual attraction to people of any sex or gender identity. The latter aspect is sometimes termed termed as pansexuality, which I actually haven't ever heard of. Um, Transgender is an umbrella term for people whose gender identifies differs from what is typically associated with the sex that they are assigned at birth. It is sometimes abbreviated to trans. Transsexual is experience a gender identity inconsistent or not culturally associated with the sex that they were assigned at birth, which I'm assuming just means that they changed their sex sexual parts. I believe so. From yeah. what? Okay. Um, this is really different than I read before. Now we have two spirit, and this must be the pluses. Yes. Uh, I'm so glad okay. you brought that up. So glad you brought that up. <laughs> okay. <Sorry>. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So two spirit is a modern umbrella termed used by some indigenous. I don't know how to pronounce that. There you got it. Indigenous. Yeah. Okay. North Americans to describe gender variant individuals in their communities, specifically people within indigenous communities who are seen as having both male and female spirits with them. I don't really like this next word. And thank goodness it's not used a whole lot anymore. This was, I think, believe back in the 1980s but the cue they're saying is for queer the first part of queer of the cue queer is an umbrella term for sexual and gender minorities that are not heterosexual Um, queer was originally used against those with same-sex desires but beginning in the late 1980s so there i was correct yeah um and then the other cue they're saying is for questioning. So that is, then that's what I thought at first when we had the cue in there, it meant the questioning of one's gender, sexual identity, sexual orientation. Yeah. Or all three is a process that is a process of ex- exploration by people who may be unsure, still exploring and concerned about applying a social label to themselves. For various reasons. So, and then we have intersex. So this, this must be in our pluses. I'm assuming. Yeah. And I don't know if I want to go through all of them. Um, If you know what some of them, there's a gender, a gender people also called genderless. 
gender-free, non-gendered, or ungendered people are those who identify as having no gender or being without any gender identity. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about that. Um, pansexual. Pansexuality um, is sexual attraction, romantic love, or emotional attraction towards people of any sex or gender identity. Okay. Yeah. Didn't know there was a word for it, but that's cool. Yeah. Um, bigender is a gender identity where the person moves between feminine and masculine gender identities and behaviors, possibly depending on context. Hmm. Interesting. Oh. Hmm. Um, some bigender individuals express two distinct female and male personas, feminine and masculine, respectively. Others find that they identify as two genders simultaneously. Hmm. Uh, there's just two more, so I'll go ahead and say them. Um, the other one is gender variant, and that's gender variance or gender nonconformity. It's behavior or gender expression by an individual that does not match masculine and feminine gender norms. Hmm. That's kind of confusing. So, A little bit. Do you know anything about that? Not really, but that also kind of poses the question, you know, the difference of sexuality and gender, you know, because I think that that's kind of a, like, a, it's like a, almost a hodgepodge with all those different, and it, it is kind of get confusing and you kind of get lost in all of it. But I, yeah, I mean, it does have to have a, a title though. And I think it does give people some sort of, uh, you know, I don't know, inner peace when, when you can put a name on it or put it, you know, or, you know, kind of. I don't know. So I, so some people see it, you know, like, oh my gosh, all those, those letters and, you know, uh, all, but it, it, the thing is each one of them is important to the whole piece of the whole puzzle, you know? Okay. Okay. So it's, it's people who exhibit gender variance or um, gender con non-conforming maybe. Yeah. But again, it's like gender is your, you're basically, I feel like sexuality is, you know, your interpretation of you know, your your sexual motivation or whatever but then gender is how you i think engage the world in a sense of feminine masculine you know like that's kind right. of more, so right. it, they do go hand in hand but they're also different i don't know okay well the last one is pangender oh and pangender people uh, no you haven't yeah well, mm-hmm. well you're going to now okay <laughs> <laughs> Pangender people are those who feel they identify as all genders. Okay. The term has a great deal of overlap with gender queer because it's uh, all it's all encompassing nature. And that's Pres- non-binary. That's a very a common word for that same thing too right now, Christy. And that's honestly actually more how I de- identify now. And a lot of people identify, I think, now is is non-binary and gender gender queer. Okay. Sure. Okay. Okay. I just, you know, I'm not comfortable with that word queer. I, you know, it's interesting you said that I, I cause I got to thinking, you know, you, you saw kind of a, a different, uh, you know, eight, the eighties and, and especially with the AIDS crisis and everything and, and everything that was involved with that. And that term was very much thrown around in a negative way, but now it's actually used, I think in a sense of positive, which I think is good, but okay, good. I can't well, say the F word though, and I don't mean the 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 four letter F word. I mean the three letter F word. That's the one I hate. You know. 
or yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the F U K. Well, no, the F A G. Oh, no. okay. Okay. That I, one. I That's... don't. I don't know that one. What you F-A-G- said? F A G G O T. Oh well, you can say it. Yeah, fag- <laughs> I faggot. Don't, I, I hate. The I don't. Word. Yeah, I don't I, like I, that word either. Yeah, right. But anyway, you're right. I'm with you on that. They have. Yeah, but yeah. But you know, everybody has a right to their opinion. That's right. Um, and so it's whatever. Mm. So anyway, so what I would like to do is to go ahead. Um, first of all, I'd like to um, ask you, like, at first of all. What do you define yourself as? So I technically define or myself. Do you? As, I do. I define myself as pansexual um, and gender nonconforming, more non-binary, um, as far as you know, gender. And that's that's me. I, you know, I don't literally carry a sign around my neck saying that. Of I, I honestly, of you know, this is really one of the only times I've I've talked about it. But yeah, to this de- and this in depth but um uh, that's what i identify as and it's taken me a long time to even get there so i'll say that <laughs> and so you're saying pangender uh i guess i mean well pansexual is as far as sexuality because i really do not see um you know pansexual okay the, the gender in in people i i see the person i see the soul the spirit and i can work with all the parts so <laughs> i love that i love that yeah yeah okay so at what age do you feel like you started noticing that you had attraction towards both males and females? Oh, honey, I'll tell you exactly when it happened. Well, as far as physically, like physiologically speaking, mm-hmm. like, and I have not to be, and again, not to be, uh, you know, TMI here, but like, I remember going through my grandma's JCPenney catalog when I was like probably five or six. And mm-hmm. I just remember thinking when I went through the men's underwear section, like, huh, like, why do I just want to stay here? <laughs> like, I, I know that sounds, but I, that is literally like one of the very first like male attraction things I remember. And actually, when I read a lot of other stories of, of people's coming out and whatnot, that's actually a very common thing, to be honest with you. Yeah. I've actually, yeah. It <laughs> begins like, with clothes. Yeah. Magazines and stuff and seeing that imagery and whatever. And I'm not saying that that was because also I, you know, I wasn't necessarily a sexual being at that point. I was five or six. So I was, you know, sure. I, I, but, but again, I remember that. And then I, I remember later on in more of my like, you know, you know, puberty teenage years and starting to kind of like get out there and experiment, then, you know, it's basically was like my best buddy, like, you know, you show me my, you show me yours, I'll show you mine sort of thing. (laughs) And that's literally like kind of the first like initial, uh, you know, foundational moments of what my coming to sexuality was and, and is. And then I really honestly didn't even have sex with a female until I was like 18. Um, and that was, and I had already had multiple encounters <laughs> with men before that. So I was a very early bloomer, I guess you could say. And uh, I, yeah, I, I knew it very early. Okay. So if I'm different. understanding right, your first sexual experience was with a male. Yes, when I was okay. about 12 or 13. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. And f- girls are starting to, and have been, I guess, for years. I just didn't know it when I was that age. But 12 is kind of a common age. Yeah, it is. You know, whether it's male or female. 
Well, and you know, I find in my research, a lot of uh, males, it's actually quite common for young adolescent boys to be experimental in, with each other. And it doesn't translate into homosexuality later in life. That's actually a very common, healthy, like Freud thing. I think that, that you know, that there is like a level of like curiosity there with, I guess, your body or whatever. But anyway, I've, I've read that in research that that, that, that is found that, uh, you know, it, it's quite common for most men to have had some sort of homoerotic experience sometime in their life with a close friend in their like prepubescent years or whatever, you know? So mm-hmm. that was kind of interesting to me. Um, but that's like almost like a developmental thing. Whereas, well, and I think it's interesting with girls, you're, you're, you know, conditioned so differently in culture as far as your, your availability of affection and to be, you know, you know, more softer and more like, you know, you can do those things, without being you know made fun of or ridiculed whereas men you can't so i think men i don't know it's like we we get pushed later on into life to where we have to just figure this out with each other whereas girls can kind of be close with each other much earlier on with each other as in sexuality no 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 and in a friend like oh a different way yes well very well but that's the thing I, i i mean like you know bonding bonding in general you know i guess so so what I'm thinking about is, and this is this is from so society, social, you know, you were taught by mm-hmm. social behavior, but two two girls, two teenagers spending the night together sleeping in the same bed means absolutely nothing. Absolutely. But but <laughs> two, yeah, but but people would think with two guys sleeping together Past a at certain the- age though you know what i'm saying like obviously young innocent like five you know that's what right and like, that's what i'm saying like but teenage. they get to where they start making fun of each other and if one of them hears about it and they talk they tell another one and they're calling each other you know they're calling them you know gay or fag or whatever at school and you know that exactly that's exactly how that that it's almost like a double standard kind of <laughs> but you know it's funny and i wonder if well, I know it's a lot better now too, though. But yeah. but my youngest son is nineteen. Mm. He has, you know, like guys to the house, his friends that yeah. you know he runs around with from the basketball team or baseball team or whatever doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but he has them spend the night, and we've got in the family room like an L-shaped couch, and so one of them sleeps on, or two of them sleep on that couch. And then, and then we have a blow up mattress um, that's a queen size and two of them sleep on that. I mean, like they, they choose those over the floor, but they don't, you don't wake up and come down there and they're all on top of each other. Like, no, (laughs) yeah, they're just, yeah, they're, but I mean, they don't, they have comfortability with each other. That's amazing. I love that. Right. I love Um, that. Yeah. And. I did ask Ryan about it one time, not that it bothered me or anything. I was just curious if that's the way it is at every house. Hmm. And uh, he said, well, you know, we always end up like they set up like four TVs down there to um, play whatever that game is, Hmm. but against each other. And it could be two or three in the morning before they get done. And they'd just rather crash where they're at. And And that's the thing. Isn't it kind of crazy though, too, if you take yourself outside of the box? Like, why was that ever? Why is that ever even considered? Like, I, I don't know. We, it's just so with with boys and men. It's just so quick. We are so quick to jump to that in a sense of defense with our with you know the hetero 
male. Like it is just, if you know, there's just no lower low that you can do to a, a heterosexual male than to imply that he might be a homosexual. You know what I'm saying? But I, I mean, wonder, I wonder, and, and this is just, I have no idea, Yeah. but if this didn't all start with like Catholic priests mm. that were having mm. sex with younger boys yeah. in the church. And I just wonder if, I and think that was, it did. I, probably, I, I, I wonder. Sort of role. And I think also it was like that whole, I have actually read up on this a little bit too. It was that whole like 1940s, 50s, like leave it to beaver, very uh, like uh, the family, which again, I'm very pro family, but it was just, it was like this very much um, like lockdown of what and what you should be and, and what you, your family should look like in America. This is what it is. And if it's not this, then you're against the Bible and you're going to hell, you know, like that, like, you know, mm-hmm. so intense. And that's, and that I think kind of like hung on for a while, but now it's starting to break away. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Less okay. judgment, more grace and more. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'll tell you what I've seen in the last four years, which um, is interesting to me, but a lot of females that, in high school, in high school, like their junior, senior years are, uh, they, they, they're in a relationship with a male and they, they break up for whatever reasons and they're hurt and whatever. And they end up (laughs) with a girl. Yeah. And, (laughs) and well, I'm going to tell you something though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can see, cause I remember when I was in college, um, a, a guy that I was kind of sort of dating, you know, they call it so many different things now, but occasionally sure. we would go out. Uh, so I guess that's what I call dating. Were you having sexual I, relations, I, Christy? With him? <laughs> yes. How old were you, by the way, at this point? Uh, 20. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. You're good. Then. Um. <laughs> Why is sorry? Is there an age? No, I don't know what that even meant exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you was. really need to know, well, I, I was... thought you were. I thought you said you were younger for some reason, like twelve. So that's why I was like, okay. I should have oh no! That. What I was saying was that I've understood that that was going on at twelve. Mm. Um, I I okay. So I was um, in the type of home like. I didn't even run around with girls that did that. Okay. And I, I'm not mm. putting that down, but were there girls that did that back then? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, did that, did you even hear about well, that? Okay. But I'm hearing it now from like some of the girls that went to high school with me, not girls that I ran around with necessarily, but that went to high school with me that I'm now friends with like through Facebook because, you know, we, like our um, reunions. And so they, you know, find you and friend request you and whatever and so they've started talking to me and several of them have told me that that they started at like 13 and 14 wow um okay but so yeah again i'm not making any judgment but um we just the group of girls that i ran around with we didn't really weren't even looking at boys like that or girls okay. like that either way Interesting. I mean, we're just doing our own thing 
but <sighs> I don't know what was wrong with me. If I was raised in the country, if it was the water I drank or what, but the well water, I don't know. But it, I was just, uh, I just was, uh, I, I mean, literally, I mean, on probably at least five to six, maybe seven of my friends I had, like, <laughs> relations with over the course of high school. I mean, it was like, I, I don't know. I was just very, like, sexually eager and motivated and, like, curious. And I just needed to, like, understand why I was different and what that meant for other people because I'm like, they're doing the same thing. I, they're both, they're dating girls and we're, we're going to dates with girls, uh, you know, even together with my friends. Like, but then... I would go off and this is terrible. Like literally after me and my good friend that I actually had several years of messing around slash encounters relations with, uh, after we would leave our girlfriend's house, we would actually meet up and then we would have like do our thing, which is terrible. I know, but I'm just saying like, that just shows you like, so what are are you saying? Like, so you're with a, a girl, but nothing happened, but maybe you were a little turned on and then you left with the friend, oh, male, male friend. And I then... was way more excited to do what I was about to do with him at the time because of just, it was him and we just had like, we just had this chemistry. And again, we, it was several years that this, you know, went on and I think it just, it meant something more to me than what that, you know, person did at the time, even though, I don't know. It was, it was not that that was fake or false, you know, but, mm -hmm. but I wasn't using it like as a cover up necessarily, even though I don't know, I questioned because I always felt forced to make a decision. Like I had to choose like a gay, bi, straight, what, like, because I remember I first started just telling people I was bi. I remember that. Like that was, mm -hmm. and a lot of people do that because it's like, mm -hmm. that's a safe, like <laughs> kind of a safety, like you're not going full, full, full fledged, but you're like, you know, putting your toes in the water, but. I remember that. And then, you know, it's just like, no, oh, you're with guys an awful lot, but I would still date girls even in college and, and, and even, you know, in Nashville and afterwards. And, and I still do. But the thing is I knew, and especially physically, there was something different when I would connect with a man than I would with a woman. So I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So I want to jump back to this when I was 20 and in college mm -hmm. and, and this guy I was dating, um, Oh yeah. Af afterwards, after we went out to dinner, um, we were we were gonna go to the bars, and I was never a drinker. Although bar bars were fun to me because there was always music, and everybody you know was there from the college. It was there was yeah. like that's all our town was was college bars. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and so, but anyway, we we did get downtown first, and. After we ate dinner, you know, we tried to walk through a couple of them and just wasn't, I don't know if it was a slower night or, you know, maybe a date night. So they, you know, weren't out as much or whatever. But we, so we go back to his house, which he lived um, with his parents. I went, I went out of state to college. So okay. I lived in an apartment. Yeah. So I went to the University of Nebraska. Oh. Um, and so that I was, that. Quite, Yeah. Well, that's, I was born in Lincoln. So, okay. but in, anyway, so we went back to his house. And so, you know, the whole family was there or whatever. And his sister came home, beautiful girl. And she was like a year younger than us and was just hysterically bawling. Mm. And um, so the guy I was with, her brother, was like really, really, really comforting. Mm. Um, and I loved it. I love that about him, but, um, 
I also then went in and talked to her and stuff. And anyway, um, so her boyfriend had broke up with her and she found out that he was seeing somebody else, which sometimes I think it makes it harder if, if they just say, you know, I not feeling it anymore. You get in an argument or something mm. like that. And you're just not getting along is so different than somebody saying I'm or not even saying anything, just you catch them with somebody else and they've been doing that and they don't even want to be with you. Yeah. Um, and I think that hurts more. It's <sighs> that's that's just my opinion. That's Christy, I'm so sorry because I, I know this is gonna it's gonna be a there's a train coming and I forgot I'm right by this train. I totally forgot. Um can I can I move really quickly? We're gonna be edit, you're gonna be able to edit, edit this right. I didn't just mess this whole thing up, did I? Please tell me I didn't. Well, uh, hopefully I can edit it out. Are you going to hang up? Is that what you're going to do? No, no, no. I just, well, here's the thing. I can hear it coming in the background and I just, I know I, I totally, I totally forgot about that thing being here. Cause again, I'm just, I was just trying to think of like signal Wi-Fi, you know, quiet. And then literally I, I can hear it coming in the background. So I, I, here's the thing. I can move out to Walmart. I, I could get a good signal out there, but I just wanted you to know. So it, you don't like hearing you're like, oh my God. Okay, well, if it gets there, we'll pro- um, I'll probably hang up. Like, if you okay. can hear it coming oh, close. Oh, the things are coming down. Yeah, it's coming, bro. It's coming. All right. Um, so Ugh. I'll disconnect, and when it gets done, let me know. <laughs> I'm so – but this is great, though. I'm just – I'm. Le- I, I, I think it is, so I, I hope that you're enjoying it. I, I'm enjoying it, but all right. No, I am too. Just I wonder if it's going to be that loud that we even have to stop. Well, we're literally right on the train track. So, hi, sorry. Yeah, it's, it's, in fact, you're, oh my God, you're going to, in fact, like our building shakes. It's so close. You're going to hear it. In fact, here it comes. Here it comes. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Let it go. <laughs> Is it- yeah. <laughs> Woo! We're pulling so- a train. <laughs> so, choo choo. <laughs> well hopefully it's not a long one but you, you may just call you back then well i don't know is it a long one well hopefully not i mean and it'll get quieter as the you know the the, the caboose or the whatever gets further away i kind of like it right <laughs> very yeah it's, you should see it it's nice yeah we're if it doesn't honk anymore we're good okay well shoot i hate i said something although we would have had to have said something because that would have <laughs> It's fine. Okay. And I think we can hear our voices over it. So okay. I think we're good. Um, anyway, so a couple weeks later, again, we went out to dinner and then we ended up going back to his parents' house and she introduced me to her girlfriend who was her best friend who had come over that night a couple weeks before, only this time they were together as a couple Mm. and that's probably the first time I had ever seen two females together. Okay. Um, anyway, I, I ended up talking to her like the next day on the phone and just asking her, like, I, I don't understand, Mm. you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, when she told me that um, that night 
when her girlfriend had come over um, and her brother and I had already talked to her and whatever that they, they talked and then like she was crying and her, Mm. her friend just held her and just knew the right things to say and, and doing whatever. And um, it developed from there into a different relationship. And it's not, something that was planned or even thought about before okay so what i was going to tell you then was that's what's in the last four years been going on in the high school around here is these girls or guys are getting you know in broken relationships and they're trying other things yeah um and i think it's maybe it probably was going on before but it wasn't talked about or put out in public and now that now that it's all out there they feel more comfortable with it being in public mm-hmm. um but they're tr- they're trying it but not necessarily staying with it well is that because of the culture you think just generally like because i mean obviously it's opened up to it a lot more now and the generation back like well your son and and even younger that generation is literally their school experience is so different compared to what mine would mine was with this issue you know i mean well that's what i'm saying it's it's like it's because it's all acceptable now with society or the majority of society um i they're trying it mm. um, to see, you know, whatever. And, and yeah. in fact, and obviously I'm not going to name names or anything, Yeah. Um, but some, uh, a friend of mine's daughter that I was really close to that happened to. And of course, mom wasn't happy, um, but it wasn't like she disowned or anything like that. That's good. Um, she wasn't like that but she Mm. was like with her so the daughter was with another female for about six months Mm. and then she decided that wasn't for her and like now she's engaged well and sometimes that makes me even think is it a rebellion thing for the parent towards the parents in a sense like just knowing that they would hate it so i'm trying to get under mom and dad's skin so let me go date a girl for a while I, i'm not saying i mean that would be pretty insane well I- when i talked to her because she she was so so i've known her the the daughter since she was a baby and uh, she you know like called me aunt so I was close to her. So when I talked to her about it, um, she, she, I mean, she, she admitted right away that she was, it wasn't anything about her mom or her dad or anything. It was that again, her girlfriend was there to get her through. Yeah. And one thing led to another. And then she, her, her side of it, and I didn't ever talk to the other girl, but her side of it was, I'm, it worked for me that night, but I think I was more afraid of hurting her because it wasn't something that I mm. enjoyed after that. Mm. It, it was like that night, it was what she needed. So I, I kind of felt okay. bad then because it took her so long to tell the other girl that it wasn't for her. But 
Well, and Chrissy, you being, a, you know, a identifying heterosexual woman in a marriage, like, so can I ask you this, like, in that, like, same sense, even in college or throughout, I mean, and obviously, let's be honest, like, we can all admit when another human is attractive, regardless of their, of their gender, like, regardless, and women can do that much easier in public to men, but was there ever a time, like, where you felt, like, even attraction, even a little bit towards a you know someone of the same sex or something or even just even in like a very close intimate friendship way like and again not suggesting that that would make you anything other than what you are but did you ever experience that or feel I didn't I didn't yeah I've I've never um I can see I can understand why gotcha And, and and the reason I can understand why um is because I think um in the same way why I can understand with the male gender is I, I think um, like my, this started out this way. I'm going to change it after a while. Okay. Mm. But females know females. We know mm-hmm. how, we know how we feel. Yeah. You know, we understand each other and stuff. Um, so, mm. I, I mean, that's, if you ever read the book, um male males are from mars ah females are from venus if if you ever read that it is so so close to what goes on and it's true like most men that are not bisexual don't understand women Uh, and, and i can tell you that um three of my best friends have been um gay males and i think that's because the the feminine side of them understands me yeah i you know totally and 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 i'm comfortable and i love them to death and that them i would choose to talk to any day about what i was going through with the male and the cool thing Mm -hmm. about it is they understand actually both sides of it Totally. Yeah. The male perspective. Yeah. Yeah. The male (laughs) side and the female side. In fact, I can remember on Instagram, like on one of my stories, I said, looking for gay friends. (laughs) Well, and it it wasn't for podcasting. It was, it was, I missed having that person that understood both sides of it. Well, on the flip side, I hate that that feel. I feel like that's been a blocking factor for me having more heterosexual male friends, though, because they don't see it, and because it, it's always more of a risk than a benefit having a even remotely gay friend. And I hate that because women is so different with women. You know what I'm saying? It, it's completely different. And with men, it's like a, you know. But with lesbians, I don't think it would be like that for you. You could be friends with a lesbian and feel comfortable. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you are. So I mean, it. Yeah. Now I did have, I, I have to tell this part. I did have one hit on, well, two hit on me. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. I know you did. Um, <laughs> one was a massage therapist. Oh no. Wait a minute. Was this like a physical come on? Like during. The- well, okay. Sorry, well, was- first, well, first of all, I knew, <laughs> I knew her before I went to her. Okay. Um, my, my husband. Awkward. So my husband went to her. Oh no. Um, like before I even met him, he, he had been going to her for years. And so when we met and he knew that I loved getting massages, 
he said, mm-hmm. hey, you need to try this girl. And she was local. Mm-hmm. And anyway, she was really, really good. Mm-hmm. And I'm really good in her p- profession. And actually, she ended up training me. Oh. Um, but, and she was married and she had kids. And then uh, I'm going to say about five years, maybe after I was going to her, I had heard to, well, because she got a divorce and her husband bought the house behind us. Um, and I saw him out there. I didn't, I didn't even know anything about them getting divorced or anything. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I see him <laughs> in this yard behind us and he's mowing the yard. And I went over there and I'm like, Oh, did mm-hmm. you and what her name, whether her name is, I'm not saying it. Yeah, I'll, call her, it. I'll call her Tammy. Yeah. Um, so did you and Tammy get divorced or you guys move or, and he's like, Oh, so you didn't know. And I'm like, no, what? And he said, so she is, um, he said gay. Mm. That's, a, that's the terminology he used. But he said bisexual. Mm. And that she actually fell in love with this woman and wanted her to move in with them and have, like, she wanted both of them. Well, as a heterosexual, do you feel like it would be easier to be cheated on from, like, a same-sex person or, like, I mean, cheating is cheating, or I don't know if they, they didn't cheat, did they? Or did she cheat? She did cheat. No, she cheated. Okay. And, so but, the, but then she brought him home and introduced him and oh, told God. him that, and told him that, you know, what happened and that she wanted him to accept her and actually have a threesome. And I like, knew it. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say, <laughs> get out. That is such a man. God bless. And Sorry. No, he didn't ask that. She did. She wanted it. Oh, she just well, she just wanted the the part in the in the in the uh, equation. That's all she wanted. So they well, didn't she have to strap, strap okay. So on. she she loved her husband. <laughs> okay. 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 She did not want the marriage to end. But you and cannot she... share that. I don't care. I, I I do not understand when people think that they can share that. Like, because she just wants to have both. Honey, you gotta have your. Cake. You can't have your cake and eat it too. You got. Well, she it. thought she could. So, and he told well, her how'd that, that worked out. Well, it didn't, obviously. <laughs> I'm sorry. And and that's what he said. You know, he yeah. said, I, "I, I mean, he was really hurt." Yeah. Uh. And and so the people that I've talked to that have been cheated on by the opposite sex mm-hmm. f- actually. Feel worse Worst. than yeah. It's almost confusion. Too. It is. Like it, like, it is yeah. confusing. It mm-hmm. is confusing. And mm-hmm. so then, when she wanted him to be part of this woman that she was, so she said, "I'm in love with both of you, and mm-hmm. why can't we all be one big happy family?" Mm-hmm. You know. And he's like, "Well, first of all, that's somebody that you cheated on me with." Yeah, right. That'd you be- know, and, and he did bring up. You know, and we've we've got two kids, and I think at the mm-hmm. time they were like eight and ten. Oh yeah. And he said, you know, they're they're going to get, you know, made fun of and bullied, yeah. and if we're in a throuple with, yeah, right. <laughs> and he said, and I don't think that I can bear you her being in the house, and you guys having a sexual relationship when I'm right that here. Would be very awkward. Yeah. 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 So um, I think at first it was kind of bitter, 
but I mean, within a year he married and he's, you know, he's fine and whatever. Good. But okay. So, so she had been divorced about two years and I did bring it up to her the next time I saw her, like, because I went for a massage. I'm like, so um, your ex-husband moved in across the street from us. <laughs> and she's like, "He is that where he, she said, I've never been to your house. So she didn't know. Ah. And uh, I said, yeah, I said, probably in the last two years you probably should have mentioned something to me it was it was kind of an awkward situation just seeing him and then i said the wrong thing you know like oh you and you and tammy moved here (laughs) and you know not knowing anything yeah yeah um but anyway so then she's like yeah sorry you know but it's it's all good now and blah blah and i'm like so um are you with her still? And she's like, well, she ended up a year later going out on me. And, but then I'm, I'm with somebody else now and blah, blah, blah. And, and and so she's like, you know, as she's massaging me, tells me the whole story. And then all of a sudden I notice her like, (laughs) Uh -uh. yeah. While while she's doing my legs, you know, getting up there. And then, so then I went, yeah, and I went, shh, Tammy. Oh, no, I, that just, I'm like, I don't, you know, oh, I don't I want it to feel, hurt us. Like, I can feel the, all oh, the uncomfortableness of this right now. I can almost feel it in her tummy. Wow. Well, that really was because she was a very good massage therapist, and but I've been going to her now for years. You. Like, in a, in a very, like, you can't, like, that's a very awkward way to come on to someone anyway. Like, when you're in a profession, I don't know, that just, that's, a lot of no's to me, but hey. Well, from what I understand, it happens quite a bit. Yeah, well, hey. Yeah. 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 And and I'm sure massage, you know, can be there's uh, another train coming. Uh, you know, I kid you no not. way. There's another train coming. I kid you not. I am so sorry. Wow, this we should just leave this one in here. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I so we we get to pull two trains in one night. Wow, we got two trains. And that was actually within fifteen minutes. I don't know what the man this is that's a- gonna make us like whores, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm the one on the train tracks, honey. Yeah, come on. Yeah, but, right yeah, but I'm helping you. Let's see if I see one jump off when it goes by. I'll probably see one. Oh, oh, it's coming from the other way this time. Let her go through. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, our whole building literally does shake when uh, a train goes by. It's quite interesting. Like that's funny. Yeah. Well, that was a short one. Well, I, I rolled up my window, so hopefully that'll make it a little better. It's still going by, but oh, yeah. I should have told you. You should have had your windows up anyway. Well, but I know. Hot, I, I can't know. leave it. I can't. I, I'll die. I'm not. I'm not a golden retriever. I gotta have air, honey. And you I can't, can't have that. the car running. Nope. So we had to pick or choose one. I gotta breathe. My uh, co-host that I usually have always has to go to her car because. She um, lives in a house with uh, four bedrooms, but four people living in it. Yeah. You know, one in each bedroom. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it just gets too loud. Totally. Um, so she goes to her car and sometimes we have to do it during the day because she works different shifts. And she she's like 
just sits there with the air conditioner on. But sometimes that's you can well, hear that. And to give you all some some background, the reason why I'm even here is because I ha- I live out in the boonies and there's no signal, especially on Verizon. And I tell you what, we kept on dropping each other earlier, so I had to come in here. But now we didn't realize the train was going to be. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Well, you know what? It just added some space. It sure did. What a you sound know. effect, huh? We yeah. Couldn't have yeah. made that post, so yeah. No, anyway. we couldn't. But anyway, to so to finish her off, um, I just. I, I mean, I, I didn't feel uncomfortable anymore. I just said, um, Tammy, I, you know, I'm not that way. And I don't, I, I don't want to lose our friendship, nor you as a massage therapist, because you're really good at what you do. And she's like, and, and she was, it was all cool. She was like, okay, I'm sorry. She said, you know, you're just more weird if she got, if she got defensive, like that would have been even more weird. Like, you know, if she'd gotten weird about it, but no, she didn't. No, she was, she was no, chill. No, she didn't. She just okay. said, you know, I apologize. You're very attractive. Oh, okay. Yeah. You are. So, totally get that. Well, thank you. So, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't take offense to it. You know, yeah. I, it, it, and someone, anyone comes on to you or, or hits on you or whatever. I mean, that's a little intense, but I'm just saying, I think it should, it should be a compliment unless it's weird yeah. or too much. Yeah, but anyway. And then the and then the only other time was um, five of us girls went out for my fortieth birthday, and it was a bar downtown that I guess there was you know days in oh, regular anyway. Um, mm. I you know again I don't drink. And so, you know, like the table, the girls were all drinking and stuff. And then they were out there dancing. And I don't know if you've ever been around a bunch of people that were drunk when you were sober. Mm. But uh, not fun. It, it's it's not fun. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're all drinking, it's fun. No, but, yeah. But, you know, because you, you all you think. babysitting, basically. <laughs> and and, and really... Really, um, I said to them when they said, you know, we want to grab blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you guys just want a driver because, you know, mm-hmm. I don't drink. Mm-hmm. But but I do love to dance. Oh, yeah. Um, so <laughs> so that's fine. But and that's the reason why I agreed to go. Plus, I didn't mind driving them home. But yeah. there was one there's I don't like hard rock. Yeah. And there was a couple of hard rock songs that came on and these a couple of these girls liked it. And so they were out there dancing. I can't even dance to it. Um, so I'm sitting. Yeah, rock's the, hard to dance to. Yeah. It, it is to me. Yeah. But um, anyway. I have like so, make the stallion or something like you know, uh, some beat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So I was, I was basically sitting at the table by myself watching them and this woman came up to me and she said um can i buy you a drink Hmm. and i said oh well thank you but and i seriously i did not know that she was coming Hmm. on on to me okay i never even thought about it um i just said you know no thanks i don't drink and she's like well do you mind if i sit down Hmm. and you have to understand i'm naive at this you know i was i was Mm -hmm. Uh, you know so anyway so i'm like I, i'm a friendly person i'm like sure and mm-hmm. she she you know she introduced herself she sat down 
And I guess that was my mistake. From mm, what I... Yeah, maybe. Well, that's what I was told by my <laughs> friends. <laughs> well, what 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 did she do after that? Like, what was her? When did you know? Like, oh gosh, this is like. Well, so like... we're we're sitting there talking, and then my friends come back, you know, from the dance, mm. and then another song came on, and it was slow. And this girl that was at the table with me is like, "Do you want to get up and dance?" Oh. And I'm like, well, that would be hard to dance to. Again, I don't think it's that, you know, she means like slow dance, like holding uh, each other. Right. I'm totally naive to this. Well. And, but see, I don't, I was also, I'm not a bar goer. So, yeah. but my friends do. And so my, my best friend sitting next to me, like kind of nudged me in the side. And she's like, um, come here, uh, you have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I, I'm like, I do. And she's like, yeah, you do. I'm like, okay. So I get up and go to the restroom. And she's like, she, she's coming on to you. Uh oh, no. And I went, no, she's not. And she said, yes, she is. Uh, we actually know her from here. And she totally is into females. And I'm like, oh, crap. Now what do I do? Like, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Totally. And I've not been in that situation except with somebody I knew well, which I was able to, you know, to say, hey, you know, knock it off. I'm not into that. But, you but, know, but this is a different situation. I feel like most gay people, though, should should have that kind of built in that they they should. Un- and, and there's going to be the ones that get a defensive or whatever. But like, you know, you're 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 going outside of your territory there. And in a sense of I mean, yeah, ballsy. I respect that. Go ahead. But I'm you have to be ready for the you know, the I hate to say it like rejection or whatever. But, you know, I mean, that's just part of it because I honey, I mean, there's so many when I'm out and I see I see a straight man. And I, I know he's straight. I, like, I know he's straight. I mean, he's got his woman right next to him. But I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I just need to think about you for just like one minute right now here and just let me just do that and then i'll be done but i just you know i <laughs> do because again attraction is attraction like i cannot like stop myself from you know looking at a man and be like oh well he's not gay so i can't like and not that i'm gonna do anything about it or say anything to him because you know but i'm just saying and also on the flip side of that can i just say something too is that like a psa almost that there is a very 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 like hard hard uh it's probably not the right word to say sorry a very big connection between internalized homophobia and actual you know closeted homosexuality and i think that you know if you're in a relationship with someone that has very very intense homophobia that you see come out often you should be like you know not only concerned for the person but like in a sense of your relationship that that you know they might be hiding something that you don't know about because i do i think that there's like, and I'm not saying that it always is, but I just think that that is such a common thing now that when homophobia is shown, that it is often tied to actual negative feelings about self because of their own, uh, you know, potential desires. Anyway, sorry, this is kind of. So do you think um, when you're using that word that there's any, that we need to explain it or do you think sure, everybody. I, will, I apologize. Does, no, no, it's okay. I just, I mean, do you think yeah. ever, everybody probably knows what you're talking about? Totally. And homophobia is definitely, I mean, still there. And it, you know, it's basically the, you know, hatred of, or well, yeah, it, well it is hate-based, but it's, uh, I guess the distaste. I don't, is it a hate-based or is it that they're afraid of it? 
Okay, there you go. Fear. Fear-based. Fear-based. I kind of like that better. Um, and But in a sense, though, it can come off very hateful. Sure. You know? And lot, probably and violence, a defense mechanism. Even violence. You know, it can. It can you know, and it, we've seen that many times, but not as much now, obviously, thank God. But, but still, like, I just think that if that is a common thing for someone to show that, that I don't know. Um, but and also, I and just because I don't want to forget this, when you're talking about that book earlier, I need to let your viewers know of one book that could be a tremendous resource to them that was in my life, if you don't mind. Could I? Could oh, I no, absolutely not. Um, just... It was a life changing book for me, and I've read it multiple times. And honestly, I, I highly recommend if you're straight and have just gay friends read it because it's called The Velvet Rage. And um, the subtitle is Growing Up Gay in a Straight Man's World. And it is just so on the mark in so many ways. And no matter what your journey is, it will bring so much comfort and um, peace and just like just letting you know, oh, my gosh, someone else has been here, too. Someone else understands this in so many ways as far as interacting with your world, growing up with your father, your mother from, you know, it just really is a good book. So I highly recommend that. Okay, so the Velvet Rage, um, you can get it in audiobook. You can get it on Amazon. Um, there you go. In just a minute here, I'm going to give them the author is Alan Downs. Yeah. Yep, that's what I thought. Awesome. Thank so, you. You're welcome. Okay, so so this is supposed to be. I mean, we weren't supposed to be really talking about me. I don't uh, more again. Sorry. <laughs> All right, now that's strike three. I know. You're going to kick me off here, guys. Okay, Okay, so here, so I want to know, first of all, um, what what you've gone through as far as have you been bullied? Have you been shunned? Um, Do you have bad experiences? That's a great question, by the way. Um, and in well, just you just you don't, time. I'm not going to give you all of them, but I will give you well, a couple, no, 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 a just, handful of yeah. I, and the biggest thing I think is getting called that f word. And you could see how earlier it, it got to me. You know, what I mean, and that, that shows you right there that there's something behind that. Uh, that was is a word that was because I mean, I here's the thing. Regardless of what I was when I was a child, like I showed, I showed. Um, effeminate qualities that even though at the time I was probably horribly, you know, petrified of because I, I could see what it would, it made me look like. But like, I remember trying to overcompensate like more masculine qualities then. And then it was like, you know, ridiculous. So can I interject just yeah. a second? Mm-hmm. So do you have more feminine qualities than you do masculine? You know what? I don't, I think they're about proportionate to each other, but I'll tell you what, Christy, okay. it's, it's amazing that I'm now 30 four years old and I can say though confidently that I've embraced more of them more of the feminine in my life now more than ever than I ever have and and not that I've embraced the masculine less it's just me actually acknowledging okay and and I think this is well completely like I don't know, because the thing is, I was always very uncomfortable with that because I grew up in a rural area. You know, I remember my dad calling me sissy and you know, I, and getting called, you know, a lot of shit when I was, sorry, excuse me, I didn't mean to say shit. No. It's okay. It's uh, fine. When, I, when I was growing up, but like that, the, the fag word though, it was just the way it was said and like the way it made me feel and just very different and like exposed, 
and it's exposed to something that I didn't really even understand because I'm like, I'm not even doing anything like like you're just looking at me and the way I'm acting and you're just calling me that. And I'm like and sometimes I wonder if that didn't actually kind of push. I don't know, like, you know, not saying that it's it's a choice by any means, but I'm just saying that, like, if it didn't because I felt like, okay, maybe this is like, you know, like obviously people are seeing it like in me and I, I was still not even, you know, the first time my mom walked in on me. Oh, my gosh. Walk, oh, like gosh. she saw uh, gay porn and i'll tell you what i know exactly what was on the screen when she walked in thank god i was not relieving myself at that moment but i was literally probably 13 14 and it was the most awkward uncomfortable situation but do you know what followed after that was my mom bless her heart who i love dearly and is literally a foundation in my life but a very spiritual but yet christian and sometimes very uh religious and still very formatted in that sense of uh you know traditionalism and she bought me books a couple books right after from like focus on the family like uh how to basically like not be gay and do you know what that did to my psyche at like that developmental stage of my life my mom doing that and like I mean, not much less. Uh, and them, yet she didn't mean it in a negative way. And she did She's... at all. And let, yep, let's take up for the moms because she did not. Absolutely. And I don't right. want to. Yep. I don't want to do that because, again, she, that but was, there that are parents she, that do that. That's what she I'm didn't saying, follow up so. with anything. That was my problem, Chrissy. She okay. never, she, you know, we never talked about it. She's like, here's this book. Like, you know, go read them and be different. I'm like, oh, OK. Like, <laughs> you know, and that, that that's and again, I'm not pointing flaws in her. I'm not saying it because, again, not. But I, I just say that that it that stage of my life that that impacted me a lot i remember she picked me up from uh lunch and we had lunch the day after that happened because she like wanted to talk about it it was so uncomfortable and awkward and i just she was like she didn't understand she didn't know because obviously she just walked in and saw this big old penis on the screen that i was looking at very intently i guess and i you know that as a mom i don't know what you would feel I mean, she would have had to have known because, again, she knew me more than anyone. So she would have had to have seen some of those things in me. But maybe she just, you know, denied him. But, again, my sister was the one putting me in rollers and doing my lipstick when I was two, being her little Barbie doll, you know. So, well, sure. So, I mean, there were things that were like, you know, come on, y'all didn't really help me out here. <laughs> no, well, but, uh, that's not fair, really. No, it's not. As, and I'm totally as, as siblings, as, yeah. you know, depending if you have more. You know, I, I had an even amount of brothers and sisters, mm. um, but still the boys got pulled into playing house with us, you know, mm. and, and, and we also got pulled into their baseball games. Mm. You, you know what I'm saying? Yep. It was, it was both ways. Well, and that goes back to that gender roles you were talking about and you know how that's changing now. And I'm curious what your thoughts are on it, especially when it comes to babies and newborns and people and couples having babies. How important is it that we put all this stress? I was talking to a girl at work tonight, you know, who's about to have a baby and I was asking her when, if you want to know the, the gender. And she's like, I think we do, you know, there's just so much to prepare and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I can't even imagine like, you know, you're getting the room ready and stuff, but why do we do that? Why do we have to coat it blue or pink or, you know, all that depending on like, why, why do we have to go so out of our way to prepare ourselves for this person to make them feel like a, I don't know, like when, when, if we look at it as a blank slate, they're starting off on their own to be, dis, you know, to discover life. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I, I wonder that if, if you feel like that, that's something we, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you did that with your son when he came home. You had it all buoyed out. Actually, no. Actually, with my, but then I had him later. So, okay. Um, with my daughter, um, 
I didn't know what I was going to have till after I had her. Okay. And so the bedroom was white. Okay. Um, and, and then we had a second shower afterwards. And I, I mean, there are feminine colors and masculine colors. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're interchangeable now. But, there you go. I like that. You know, but then, then that that is, you know, but. But what about the boy that wants to play with the Easy Bake Oven rather than the GI Joe? Like what? Like okay, what so so my so with my youngest one, um, it was whatever he wanted to do. It did. It. I never ever tried to you know what it's not any different than so my daughter was left-handed and i i can remember my mom keeps saying put that in her right hand Mm. trying to make her be right-handed that's crazy and i'm like what's wrong with being left-handed and she said well it's just going to cause her difficulties and i'm like but well (laughs) And actually, I found out later that, like, if if you read up on left-handers, they're actually very, they're more intelligent. Absolutely. My dad's left-handed, yeah. 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 And and she, but she ended up being a, like, she could use both. Not. He can not, too, yeah. Like, like, she played softball and, and she, she, right and she batted with her right hand. Yeah. But um, she was very, very, very intelligent. Um, but anyway, you know, I, I didn't agree with my mom there even, you know, like, what, what does it matter if it's if she's left handed or right handed? So, um, yeah, um, Ryan's a really good example because um, the he, he grew up with the little girl next door. Mm. who was like six months older than him. And that's the only kids in the neighborhood he had to play with. Mm. And so he played, uh, it was so cute. He's, you know, and he's kind of hard. It's hard with him to, uh, um, he's got a very, very sensitive heart period. Mm. Um, And just loves everybody. He's also Mm. um, was, was raised um, as a Christian in a yeah. Christian school and stuff. And I don't know that that, I think he just had a, a, a beautiful sensitive heart to begin with. Me too. Yeah. Okay. But in being in a Christian school, they also taught that too. Not, not that you can teach sensitivity, but you know, like, not mm. not to bully, not to Absolutely. make fun of that kind of stuff. And to have empathy and compassion for others. And, right. Yeah. So that stuff was also taught in school. But when he mm-hmm. but before he even got to school age playing with the, the neighbor girl, um, she went every single morning after she had her breakfast, she'd come over and knock on the door. She was so sweet. Oh. And this was like starting at about two and a half. Mm. And she'd knock on the door and say, Can Ryan play? Oh, and it was so sweet, you know. Is this and, the one that I met at your house that came over that day? The neighbor, the girl, is that her? Um, Does she still live by you? No. Oh, because my bad. I'm okay. Never mind. No. Okay. Um, I thought they were still friends. Maybe. Well, yeah, they are. Oh, they are. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. But they, but she doesn't live there anymore. Gotcha. My bad. Okay. Okay. So anyway, um, yeah, and he, um, he would play with her. 
And she always brought her dolls. Mm. You know, she brought her Barbie dolls and her regular dolls and her strollers. And um, they played with that. And then, but he was just all about sports from the time he was little. He yeah. had he had the little basketball hoop and he had a, a baseball bats and that those were things he chose. Not mm. that not that he was and and you know what? We didn't even buy toys like he hardly had any toys because he chose his own. Mm. And they and it was all bats and balls. Huh. And basketball hoops, and that's all he ever did. And instead of watching cartoons, his kid watched ESPN. Wow. Um, so, I mean, that's it cool. was, but, so, you know, when he'd get tired of playing what she wanted, then then he would, you know, say, you know, play play basketball with me. And she would say, no, I don't want to. <laughs> and if if you don't, if you don't play with me, I'm going home. Okay, girl. <laughs> but see, he uh, wasn't like that. So yeah. she and but he would go, please, please don't go home. And she would like go out the door and slam the door, and she would oh. go home. And the poor, he would cry. Yeah. And he would say, "Mom, why won't she play with me? But I have to play with what she wants." Mm. And I and I got so tired of him being hurt. Yeah. That I said, you know what? The next time. The next time that she threatens you with she's going to go home, if you don't do what she wants, then you say, okay, bye. bye. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I said. And That'll goes, teach her. But yeah. he's, he see this sensitive heart. He said, but Dang that'll, that'll hurt her feelings. But it'll wake her up. She'll be like, and, okay. and that's what I said. You mm. got to. So I started out young in life is that you, even though I love that you have a sensitive heart and you care about people's feelings, you also have to stand up for yourself. Yeah. You can't let somebody walk all over you. So, um, and, and I don't think that was like leaning him towards anything except respect. Right. Um, so, yeah. So the next time, like he had a really hard doing time doing it. Okay. But he did it and she went, I'm not going home. I'll play okay. with you. <laughs> it, so it worked right there away. You go. Um, yeah. And uh, so, so they were fine. And yes, in fact, I just talked to her, oh gosh, a couple of weeks ago. And it's funny because I, I guess he and his girlfriend came into a restaurant that she was working at. Mm-hmm. And he is highly, highly, highly allergic to penis. Yeah, like, I remember that. Like he, yeah, like, like he swells up right or gets like, it's bad. Like he, well, yeah. he has like seven seconds to live without oh being God. treated. Um, so That's anyway, true. as he's gotten older, he's gotten where he thinks he knows place, the, where he can eat and mm. he doesn't ask questions anymore. And I guess when he went, he and his girlfriend went to this restaurant. Um, so the, the next door neighbor that he grew up with, um, was working there she was not waiting on him but she heard him order mm-hmm. and she saw them come in and so when the order came back she actually went up to them and said he is highly allergic to peanuts you have to make sure that you keep that away from those and then she called me because she was afraid that if she went up to him and his girlfriend that her girl his girlfriend would 
oh, get upset. Oh, like be jealous. Yeah. yeah and so like she, being, yeah. so so she called me and she's like, I am so mad at Ryan. When I see him by myself next time, I'm going to tell him he cannot quit oh being careful. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I'm like, why didn't you just tell him? And she's like, well, he had a, his girlfriend with him and I didn't know how she would react and I didn't want to cause any problems. Yeah. You know, and I, I mean, that was nice of her, but I'm like, hopefully he's not. Right. You know, like he would be, I know that it wouldn't bother him. He would like right away say, you know, hey, you know, to his girlfriend, this is, you know, one of my best friends that I grew up with. Mm. She's, she's more like a sister. That's what he looks at like her as. Mm. And, and she looks at him as. Well. And it's funny because when they were younger and they were so close and stayed close, um, me and me and her mom used to say, wouldn't it be cool if when they grew up, they got married? (laughs) (laughs) Of course, for y'all, it'd be cool. It'd be perfect. But yeah, but that's never going to happen. They're they're like they look at each other like a brother and sister. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, hey, get, get back to yours. There is one, I, and I know because here's the thing. I, I know we're running out of time, and I actually am going to have to get off this parking lot soon. But I do want to really, really talk to you about one subject we talked about earlier. If you don't, if you don't mind, if you don't mind me uh, bringing it up again, and that's the two spirit. Um, do you mind if I, I just? Well, no, because you never really got to talk about it. Well, I, I, and I just this is the one thing in this entire conversation I really, really wanted to t- touch on because it's been such, such a. Uh, a very um, oh gosh, just life changing thing for me to discover it because basically, I when I moved back home two years ago from Peoria, I uh, really got into uh, going arrowhead hunting with my dad. Um, would just you know walk all these creek branches and whatnot and fields and and find them and and it's just an amazing thing to find an artifact that you have no idea who had it, who touched it, who, what they hunted with or whatever, and how long it's been there and where it came, you know, all that stuff is just amazing. So I got really into it and I've always been fascinated with the native American culture because we do have that in her blood. Um, I'm Cherokee and Shoshone, but I found out about two spirit from a friend and started to research it. And it became just this like passion thing for me because I'm actually about to get a chest uh, tattoo of, of it um, that I'm working on designing. To just give you an idea of how important it is to me, because this is why the Native American people, not only on this subject, but on so many other subjects, I think showed us white people or however you want to say it, so many wrongs in our in our ways. And and not only is what we did to them, and I'm not trying to get into that, but as far as, you know, just running them off their land, the extermination of the buffalo, so many things that we did to them. And they've had so many very grounded, traditional, earthly principles that they live by. And Two-Spirit is one of them that we basically, uh, again, took away from them the fact that it was wrong and started, you know, I think killing people that were Two-Spirit. But essentially, they looked at them as cherished. They were revered, like they were revered as like, like, like of the gods, like that they were not only, and you think the difference now, as far as like, you know, you're, you're looking at homophobia and like, you know, back in when hate crimes were even still, you know, Mike, Matthew Shepard and all that stuff to think of the difference between that. And then these people actually seeing them as a gift from the gods that they actually had, you know, um, and I'm not saying that it, it all because it was not just gay people. It was more so about, you know, if they were more uh, feminine or, you know, basically they d- 
didn't have to identify with man or woman. They had both in them. Mm-hmm. And that's what they mm-hmm. you know, viewed them as. And I just thought, like, what a beautiful concept. The fact that they were actually not only accepted, but appreciated and actually looked up upon. And, and, and what a start, starch contrast to what I've experienced in my life and not trying to set anything else in that because I, Lord knows none of y'all want to hear it anyway, but I'll say this as a gay person, like that is one thing that I think that I think led me into a very extensive drug addiction that honestly completely ruined my life to an extent. Now it's coming back a lot and I've, I've done a lot of work on myself, but it did take me to some depths that I never honestly thought I would ever be in in my life. And I'm saying that in a sense of, I think my struggle with my sexuality is one of the biggest contributing factors to why I went and used drugs and what led to, you know, crystal meth addiction for almost five to seven years. Um, So I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Um, And our time isn't really limited unless yours is. um, And I don't know if you can drive and talk or whatever. On the got I, something. I'm good. I, I could probably reach about 10 more minutes if that's cool. If that's cool. I hope you can cut that out or whatever. But um, is that is that okay with you? Probably about 10 or 15 because I, I just, I don't have the car out too late and it's a long story. Well, I hope okay. You okay. So anyway, um, well, now I forgot what I was going to say. Sorry, girl. Edit that. What was I going to say? I'll edit it for you if you need it. <laughs> what was I going to say? Uh, it was a good thing about two spirit. We were talking about two spirit. Uh, oh no, drug addiction. The drug. The oh yes. So as as I've done my studies with all of this, um, and it's not just with um, gender, but with um, narcissists mm. and all of um, people that are have so many different uh, mental disorders. Yeah. Um, everything, everything's got a disorder name now. Yeah, it sure does. M- manipulation. I just found yeah. out there's manipulation is a disorder. Really? Wow. Yeah, and it also goes along with, um, they've found that most narcissists are yeah. also have the manipulation disorder. And I yeah. think it's hilarious. Like, so these things were always going on. They just didn't have names. And so Am now I, ain't that the truth. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And so now, now they've got all these names and, and they can put them together and um, yeah. they're, they're all mental disorders. But I think um, that is the best way for us to like get ahead of that, you know, as far as not only like, I don't know what that looks like, but yeah. But so when I, when I went into, and I knew I was, going to do wanted to do a podcast on on this is because as i'm going through all all of these different topics this wasn't one that was being talked a lot a lot on podcasts and i know Mm. a lot of people that want to know these things Mm -hmm. but so as i'm doing my homework it's like all of these disorders they say have a lot to do with child trauma, mm, childhood trauma. That's right. Um, and and also a lot of these end up leading to drug addiction or that's alcohol. Right. That's right. Because or that's the way that yeah. they're covering. That's right. That's, they're hurt and they're pain. Mm. So it, it was just interesting to me that you brought that up because well, I did want to make sure that we also absolutely. touched base well, on that. I, I think it's important too, because to be honest with you, I will say this in my experience, it is an epidemic. It is a hidden epidemic that this world 
I, I'm afraid of is going to be revealed within the next several years that gay men and crystal meth and what the damage it's doing. Um, it is so rampant right now in a sense of, and it's, it, it, it literally, it, it slays me to get on grinder and to see some of the guys that will actually ask me if I party or not. And the, the most handsome, like put together, man, it's just, it's rampant right now in the, in the gay community. It is insane. Gay men, the way they're using meth and destroying their bodies with that and GHB and party drugs and just having sex after sex. After sex. I mean, just medicating. Medicating. So, so it sounds yeah. like they've like got an addictive personality period. Totally. But what does that come from? Like we just said, right. These, these, these things that stem from early on in our life that we don't know how to deal with and don't seek the help or whatever to, you know, that they just build and it just builds into a deeper, darker shadow. And that's my thing. Okay. Learning to understand and accept my shadow has been one of the biggest, like, reliefs of my life, I think, recently, especially with my drug addiction, is understanding, you know what, I do have this thing that follows me, and it could be the devil, it could be, I don't know what it is, but it, it does not want me to succeed and be good in this life, and I need to acknowledge it, and that it's there, rather than just ignoring it and being in denial that I don't have this part of me that is not good, <laughs> you know? Okay. I know it's like another thing in itself, but I, I do want to, like, I think that is, I think that's with narcissism and all that, though. I think that comes from that is like learning to accept your shadow and that, that we all have one. Okay. So do, are you comfortable with who you are now? Mm. Or has it gotten better? Mm. Are you, is it something you're working on? I mean, what do you, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot, a lot of, a lot of people that I've interviewed, you know, it's been like sex ad- addiction and so on and so forth. And a lot of them are going through, and it took them years, but through counseling just to, and not like as a disorder, but just to have a non-biased opinion to help them through it. Well, I think, um, I'm sorry, go ahead, hon. Well, some people are afraid of talking to a counselor, you know, that, that, that that's going to be like making them look like they got something wrong with them instead uh, of, totally. you know, and, 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 you know, <laughs> well, you know me, I'm a life coach, so I don't believe, I mean, I, I think everybody needs one. I do too. I you think know, we all need just, one of you in our lives. Absolutely. And and I'm wake not up sh- to you and to go to bed before, like for real. I wish you were just right? right there in my ear. Right, you know? like just, it's uh, nothing. It's nothing to be ashamed of. It's somebody non-biased that you we, can. Think if we lived in a world where that where that mentality actually existed, where we did not judge others for their their actual feelings, their true emotions, and actually how they are feeling, and how often we just say, "Oh, I'm good. I'm fine. How are you? I'm fine. Good. Bye. Okay." Like, uh, isn't oh. that ridiculous? We yeah. all do that. Actually, I'm really fucking shitty. My wife just cheated on me. I have. I just ran out of gas, and I, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Like all these, like, like who actually stops and says that when when someone asks you? Yeah. Oh um, yeah, I have that conversation with people all the time. Like, um, okay, but you know, I can hear in their voice. Fine, I'm like, really. Yeah, like no, you're not. You see because because no, like on the phone, I can even tell it. Especially if you're close to that person, you know, if you if you have a good relationship with that person, you always know. Like, nope, you're not. What's wrong? Yeah. So so why why did you just say you're fine? All right. Oh, and not to go, I totally kind of jumped your question, girl. I not to go back to that as far as if I'm better, I or or in my life, I I would just like to say 
I am. However, I think the one thing that still kind of remains in question to me in terms of like my uh, sexuality is, is learning to not put so much pressure on the, uh, the existence of the fact that like I'm 35 and I still am not like coupled like or in a, like a very like long-term relationship or married or anything like that or have kids like most people and the thing is i know that it's different now but like there's that lingering part of me that's like oh my god am i gonna die alone like what if i'm 80 and i have to wipe my own ass who's gonna wipe my ass like my niece she ain't gonna come up you know who's gonna like literally i ain't got no kids like i ain't got no you know like so i think that's one thing that like does like in the back of my mind is just like that basic sense of like being lonely and like like in this life and like not having like that partner and not being able to find it because and I know that's like, a, but I think that's part of being like, being like this is, is sometimes you just, I don't know, like, it's just, it's a little bit more of a challenge, especially living in the area that I am now. Well, date. that's what I was going to say. I don't, you think it would be different if you lived in a different town that Probably. it was very common in? Probably. But then again, I have the four and I still didn't really find it. And I think in a sense of I me, mean, I'll go back to, you know it comes down to me meeting someone that I share a lot of interest and common things with, but also differences and to have that bond that I, I, I just think I don't let, I don't know. I think for me, I, I have to learn to let myself let my guard down a little bit with that in a sense of allowing someone to come in. Cause I'm so quick to like, be like, Oh, they're not for me. No, Ugh, no. Like I just find the, find the things that are wrong before I find anything that's right. You know? Like, so do you have really high expectations? I do. Okay. Is is there online dating sites for Yes, but y'all know that they're tragic Tinder Bumble. Oh my gosh, Grinder. Don't even start on Grinder. They got it down to the feet now and how close you are to these people. How I mean, like you hook up with someone just by like literally getting on oh 30 feet away you'll work come over. Uh, you're you're down the hall. Cool. I'm in this <laughs> like it's so crazy like it's such a now more than anything as far as actually finding true intimacy or like any sort of like you know which i don't even know that i don't know i don't know that i even believe in like the one or even honestly monogamy in that sense i don't know that i even believe in actually like i don't know so i so in that sense i sound very like i'm still but i i am very much finding myself and have found myself in this but there's still like a lot of like evolving i think and that's i think i'm okay with that because i think i want that to be the process of this in my life you know okay so let me let me ask you this since you feel like you are kind of in a hurry here Sorry. um maybe maybe i can help you out here why don't you tell me what it is that you are looking for in a man Mm. oh well um (laughs) Since you said your expectations are so high. I do. And I want to like listen. I mean, here's the thing. And they're not like, to be honest with you, and that's what's funny. And I'll tell you what, I probably would have started off with physical attributes. I ain't going to lie. I'm such that basic ass kind of hoe sometimes. Like, I ain't going to lie. Probably say Shame on to, you. He's got to have a strong ass beard. I know that. Shame <laughs> on you. I know. And I'm being totally plastic <laughs> and, and fake. But no, I, I, for real to me, I think it's, I think it's actually empathy. I think that has become one of the most attractive qualities a person can have to me, regardless of romantic, intimate, intimate friend, whatever. Empathy is just so attractive to Mm -hmm. someone to be able to like go to someone else's point of to be able to walk in their shoes, know what they, you know, rather than just, 
I don't know. I think that's an attractive quality. So, I don't know. Girl, I'll meet, I'll meet my Mr. Mrs. Someone something. Maybe they'll have. Oh, by the way, I, I well, I won't get into that. I'll tell you that off off the record. But um, <laughs> I had I had a recent transsexual experience, too, which was uh, eye opening and, and a first for me. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I'll get that scoop on the download. You can't you can't <laughs> do that when I'm ending this. So you got to tell me now. Oh, my gosh. Well, I, I just never experienced that. But it was a really actually fantastic um and now it wasn't just like a one-off like hookup it was actually i we we hung out multiple times and and, and i still am talking in person but uh it was just a really they're female to male um so still have female parts but are going through like you know you know the more to the male so but still like it was like what i loved about it and this is what i think i've always loved about men is because there's something about like the chill like just like you're you're with your bro like you're with your bud like there's just some commonality with that and i i actually think that that's why i liked that about her or him because and i loved the you know the woman parts so i mean it's like wow that actually was a nice package so maybe i just don't even like the 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 physical male maybe i just like the uh you know emotional component of the male but i like the physical female (laughs) i don't know but it was a great experience and i loved it i'm glad that i I let my guard down and, and actually like, you know, when it went out with one and, you know, and, and just kind of, I don't know, because that's something I would have never done in the past. I'm like, Oh no, I'm no, I'm not going to date a tranny, which is so judgmental and of, and almost a homo, a homophobic internalized homophobia in me too. You know, I'll say that. So anyway, wow. And that's a lot, but we're trying mm. to, yeah. Okay. So I'm so glad we did this by the way. <laughs> that's 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 great um i i wish we could have more time because i can we'll do t- a, a tons of questions we can we can we can, we can do part two <laughs> well because i didn't really get like all my questions in and um, oh and i didn't even talk about my dad so that's a whole nother thing <laughs> right right <laughs> right so, so I, yeah. I i think we're gonna have to plan a part two awesome um so that we can go on from there yeah um but i did i did want to at least know that there's something i i want you to give those out there Mm. that are listening to this that we're so much looking for maybe some things to some ideas Mm. or ways to go when they're um not sure of who they are or if they're what they like or being they... bullied yeah um i don't i hate to say it i don't, I don't know if there's as much it, bullying anymore but it as does there get used better. to be i know that's so so cliche and it's a trevor project but it does get better i mean that is literally so true because the fact of the matter is high school is terrible for, for being gay i mean that is the worst time literally going through the process of school middle school high school holy cow but do you think it's going to continue to be that I hope way? Not. I think it's traumatically Cause, different now. Because, yeah. But, but again, college, completely different. After that, completely different. I mean, you will still, trust me, uh, you, will, you will get snagged throughout life as far as that same kind of stuff. But the thing is, you, I think, evolve as a person and grow. And you also learn, it is not about 
meeting, having someone else there to meet your needs, you have to meet your own needs and to understand who you are and like the self-discovery. And that's what I think. I think I was always so clingy to like, oh, I got to find someone. I got to meet Mr. Right or whatever or that, you know, like, but what am I even doing? I don't even know why I'm trying to meet this person because I don't even know who the hell I am. So get to know yourself. Get to know right. who you are. And what exactly. You are. Yeah. And, and I would tell this to male or female, gay, not gay, mm. whatever is, yes, first you, you have to be with, okay with whoever you are. That's right. Um, just like I would, I mean, as I felt to myself, like when I was going through cancer, mm-hmm. I have to take care of myself first mm-hmm. before I can take care of other people. Yeah. Um. And so this, like you said, the, you said, told me earlier, you had to be kind of selfish in a sense, which is very rare for you. So that's probably a different feeling for you to have to almost kind of be selfish. <laughs> very much, very much. I had, a, well, yeah. If you talk to my family, that'd say she was doing things she shouldn't have been doing, you know, mm-hmm. but in, you know, it was like, I wasn't resting as much, you know, I was determined that I was going to beat something so bad yeah. that like when I should have been resting, I was up doing stuff because I didn't want to get weak. And that's why she's a life coach, y'all. She's just kicking my <laughs> ass all the time. Yes. Yes. Cancer. You know, but I also listened to my body. That's and right. So when it said, okay, you're done, yeah. I was done. You know, I'm just like, yeah. okay, you're, you, you got to quit whether you want to or not. Yeah. And so there is a lot of self care. And I think that mm-hmm. goes with the anything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in ending with your part, um, number one, I just, I just want to give this advice out and you can tell me if you agree or disagree. Um, but you, you, you brought it up as far as getting to know yourself and being comfortable with yourself is, is really, really important. Um, I do think we need to actually study if maybe we're being too cynical, maybe we, yeah. Have- too high expectations potentially you know um and really is the most important to any of us really should be the inside of a person that's right you know well, their heart my, their personality you know yeah um, and, and of course it's always a bonus if it if they have the looks that you want Oh, totally. But, you know, the other side of that is that looks change with personality. <laughs> they so do. And with age and time, they do. You know, they, they absolutely, they do. Have, well, looks Rec- are definitely fading. Yeah. Recently, I saw a movie, and I don't remember the name of it, but um, a movie where this guy, when his, he was 10 years old, his dad was dying. And his mom made him like go into the hospital room to say goodbye to him. And his dad like opened his eyes when he saw the his son. And he said, son, I just have one thing to say to you before I die. This 10-year-old boy, okay. And this 10-year-old boy was even scared to go into the room. Mm. Didn't, you know, didn't didn't want to see his dad dying. And his dad said, make sure that the woman that that you choose has big boobs mm. and a beautiful long hair. Oh, gosh. And he like named all these physical oh, things. Gosh. And then he dies. <laughs> wow. Okay. And so this this kid is growing up only picking 
beautiful lord like everything that his dad said okay but he's he's not happy in any of them and going through them like crazy i'm sure yeah and yes going through them like crazy and the thing is he was like a nerdy kid and anyway long story short some he got he got hit in the head or something and like he went through this like out of body experience and he was like like he was you know, he died and was going through the white light and all that, you know, Mm -hmm. and he was given this choice of he could go back, but to help him out, they were going to, he would only see the person from the inside. Mm -hmm. So, and it was really kind of cool because he was like dating all these girls that he, they looked on the outside absolutely gorgeous to him mm-hmm. um but it was their personality yeah. and and he didn't know till the end that it's they like were that actually it was She's nobody there, there was there was heavy girls there were really yeah. ugly girls you know all this but he was he liked their personality um do you remember, what was that movie do you remember that movie though no the fat suit no okay well shoot. no well it, it's like but that, anyway though. it was it's really good them. Because he falls in love with the fat, yeah, but yeah, that's, that's maybe it is that one. What was it called? Oh, I can't remember. Man, it's good. I can't remember the lead actor too. That that, that maybe Adam Sandler. I don't know. Didn't anyway. no, it wasn't Adam. Well, the one I watched wasn't Adam. But it's a good movie. at the at the end, didn't he end up going to the fat girl? The fatty, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yes, more yeah. pushing for that pushing anyway. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And I should hey, I, I shouldn't even be using that word because I don't like that well, word. Well, I should I should have been meaning because honestly, and the thing is, it's you know that's a beautiful look for a lot of people anyway, having a little extra thickness. I well, love, absolutely. Yeah, you know, but anyway, um, yeah, that's crazy. Okay, all right. Well, um, so we're gonna end it with your advice um, of finding yourself first and mm-hmm. taking care of yourself. And also, can I, one more thing. Of course. I forgot. Um, also, looking at it, and it's for just once, if you've not looked at it any other way, like the whole time, but look at it in the sense of God actually maybe, just maybe, made you that way for a reason. And you're actually here like the way you are for a reason instead of being completely an abomination or anything out there that makes your, you know, plants that seed for something darker to 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 grow in your mind don't let that you know like like look at look at it look at things differently for a change if you if you've only looked at it in one way for so long look at things differently if you're stuck or anything um i just know how that can be so that was it okay all right well um i'm looking forward to talking to you again for part Part two two. (laughs) yes i mean soon and it was really really nice talking Mm -hmm. to you thank you you so much Thanks for all your friends listening. Oh yeah, um, and do do share it. I'll let yeah, you know when it's do. available. Mm-hmm. Um, I might even need your help editing. I don't know. We'll see after I listen to it. <laughs> well, I was hoping there would be another train come through here to end us out, but man, <laughs> wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't that well, be something? I, That'd be great. I, yeah. I actually have a little tiny effect no, yeah. a it's Put a choo choo you got you on this one okay okay <laughs> i love it Thanks all right me. i love you dog. you're welcome you. love you too bye all right. Bye-bye.